It's a travolting development His movies are kinda shit Fifteen years without a hit Hey! It's John Travolta! Lord have loved to have happened it's like when he stabs and makes the operatic scream it just keeps going to like a glass in the background shatters <laughs> now that would have been, been silly pat you know this movie was not silly <laughs> you know <laughs> it was super serial so serious <laughs> the serious <laughs> film to ever serious you know i didn't laugh mm. a single time <laughs> oh man not a whole bit during that whole film nope Mm-mm. Um, you know, but before uh, before I move on, because we're definitely recording, uh, before I tell you that this is definitely Travolta's development, where we discuss sometimes the films of John Travolta, you know, his acting, the way he smokes cigarettes, you know, things of that nature. <laughs> and uh, but before we move on, I have to ask, which one of you fucking heathens opened a one hundred grand upstairs and just left it there? Who did it? Who fucking did it? I ate all my That is definitely how you get ants. You fucking heathens. Look at me. Do I look like the sort of motherfucker that would leave an open candy box? I saw that too and I was very confused. I was just like, what is happening right now? Because I was too. I'm like... Now I get it. As soon as you, as soon as you pop one in your mouth, you're chewing for a fucking millennia. But still, they are quite tasty. Could have been Liz. Uh, maybe I know it wasn't Darwin. Definitely wasn't Piper. Yeah, However, I, I don't know. I there. think it might be Piper. Well, I mean, considering they lack opposable thoughts. It, I bet you it was fucking pee pee. Yeah. Maybe it was Abaddon. Or actually, uh, hey, Abaddon uh, stays down here, though. Yeah, well, really well, I mean, Ab- Abaddon only comes on at no. night. And, and Abaddon is in- innocent. PP is accused of tax fraud. I mean, PP <laughs> will steal the copper out your walls. <laughs> Especially out your air conditioning units. Man. Make sure you keep that shit covered for your viewers at home. That being said, welcome to, <laughs> I guess, the first episode of the uh, 75% worth of the canon takeover of the Cajun Greatness podcast. I will be your host, Cannon, as always, for these fucking shenanigans. I don't know which direction we're going to go here, so I'm actually going to start with you. Ha! I'm Jimmy, and I've got candy in my mouth. Professional. Uh, <laughs> 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 my name is Jonathan. Oh, hello, it's Punisher Pat. <laughs> and as and always, except for the first episode of this shit, we have... I am regular Frank now, not just guess, because I've been on every one of them. Yeah, you're not a guest anymore. Oh. <laughs> oh! How's that? Is that better? <laughs> yes. That's a great Frank impression, Kevin. I'm really yeah, I know. Can you believe we get Frank two weeks in a row? You'll be surprised how many impressions I can do when I'm not cramming candy in my face. (laughs) (laughs) I I I think it's a great way to show your ventriloquism. I don't know. know. I'm still throwing my Frank voice over there. That's still me. That's still me as I'm talking right now. Two weeks in a row, maybe two months. That's me right there. It's happening. And today... I'm not sure if it's too much. Frank, it's probably too much us for you. Honestly, I think... That may be true as well. I think we should go back to the Fanatic episode and just take sound bites of Frank and just... (laughs) See, that's the the cage cut of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the year anniversary of that episode, uh, we bring bits, you on. Yeah, just, y'all, that's a just, Patreon tier. Just mm-hmm. take bits of what I've spoken on the other stuff and just, <laughs> just put them in. Not I, just, actually, you can just take a lot of the last episode where I shit all over Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance and just put that on. Now, see, yeah. now, see uh, Frank, that would require editing, which doesn't happen on this show. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. 
I edit the shit out of our commercials and karaoke bits, okay? Yeah, well, that when takes it, a lot of work. One of the fun stuff that Jimmy wants to do, but when, like, it's cromulent like, to the quality of the episode. It's like, do, you, eh. do you remember that time in The Punisher when he pissed fire? I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, that, that, that extended the cut really added a lot to the movie. Oh, yeah. Why is Nicolas Cage in this one? I, know, I don't even think we've officially announced it, but we are talking about the 2004, it is 2004, correct? Yes. The Punisher, starring Thomas Jane and, of course, John Travolta. And we might have made a mistake in watching the extended cut of the movie. Uh, I don't uh, know. I think that is a very wise choice. I mean, I don't think it was. <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. So... As per use, we're going to go around the room. We're going to canvas the area. Uh, CTU style. <laughs> Counterterrorism unit style. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to lose a breed con and get some info. I'd much rather do it NCIS style, <laughs> where you see the last 20 seconds of what I have to say, and then we shift to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, let's do that. But uh, let's see. I'm going to get a little um, weird. I'm going to change it up a bit. Um, Pat, you're first. Okay. Punisher Hello. Pat. It's, uh, it's Pat's first up on bat. Uh, this is my first time seeing uh, the original Punisher, which is funny considering I saw the short film that sequel, which we also watched tonight first. Ooh. Technically, the original Punisher was the Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> it's, it's simmer down there. <laughs> Uh, but first time seeing the, no the uh, Thomas Jane Punisher, um, I enjoyed it. Like it's definitely very 2004. There's a lot of tonal changes throughout the film. Changes like the tide, I would say, <laughs> and where it has a very grim, serious moment, but also some really silly moments. But overall, I enjoyed myself. Uh, a solid three out of five. All right, three out of five. Yeah, not bad, not bad. All right, shimmy. <clears throat> well, you know, I love this movie, mm-hmm. unabashedly. I'm a huge fan of 80s, 90s, and early 2000s action movies, especially the early 2000s, because most of them were pretty much just 90s action movies. Uh, there's a lot from this movie that took from the Garth Ennis books. There's a lot that took yeah. from the early 90s Punisher. A lot of stuff that, you know, seeing it, I'm like, oh, shit, I remember that page. It was cool. And then a lot of silly things. Yeah, the, the tonal shift... It's it's almost like the the Hollywood version of multiple personalities, right? It's just all it goes from slapstick to deadly serious to silly action in the same scene sometimes, just on a camera shift. Uh, but you know, overall, I really like it. I always have. Like we watched my DVD copy of the director's cut. Thanks again. You're welcome. Uh, so yeah, for me, four stars out of uh, or four. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I've always enjoyed this. <laughs> I can't wait till we actually talk about why we're doing it. <laughs> Four operatic O faces out of five. Well, I'm hoping anyone who's already seen the movie, that bit was burned into their fucking brain <laughs> because it is the most ridiculous moment in the movie, bar none. And, and that's saying a lot. That is, that is saying a lot. That being said, Jonathan. What did you think of the John Travolta classic, The Punisher? I am going to say the sentence in the most loving way possible. <laughs> but this movie is the cinematic equivalent of a butt rock song. I mean... And I had a fucking good time with it. <laughs> Unlike butt rock. <laughs> I, it's just... 
I, I don't know. It's something about the movie. It's not technically good, but it's played with such earnestness and the tonal shifts, and it just, it's endearing. You know, I, I give it a gold star for effort. And I give it three out of five. (laughs) Uh, Now, Postman Frank, we are at another interesting uh, scenario where last time we talked about Ghost Rider, which you are a huge huge Ghost Rider fan. You and I both are huge Punisher fans. That is correct. So, that being said, what did you think? Okay, uh, again, with my built-in bias, uh, (laughs) this is... See, this is a problem with these kind of movies. I love when they adapt comic books, but when you actually see comic book dialogue perform in a theatrical release, you realize how stupid it is. But there's some of that. There's not near as much of that as there was in the Ghost in, in the Ghost Rider that I still fucking love. Uh, there, as Shimmy said, there's so many references to some great. Punisher issues and uh, runs. I just wish they had chosen one and done that instead of this uh, revenge movie because that's what it is. It's not really a Punisher movie. It's a revenge movie with the Punisher in it. The Count of Monte Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. The well, Frank of Monte Cassidy. on these shows a lot lately, I yeah. feel like. There's <laughs> always somebody the- in something that's not the thing that they're in. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> can't, I can't wait for the, we actually cover the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, John Travolta wasn't the fanatic in The Fanatic. He was actually the pest. <laughs> God. But, uh, but uh, like everybody here, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. As the uh, Punisher fan that I am, I super enjoyed this movie a little probably more than the people who haven't. And I honestly haven't seen the director's cut until tonight. And there were parts of it where, you know, it's like, well, that's a little extra. But there's parts of it like, oh, yeah, that makes other parts of this movie much more clear and much less. Why the fuck did they do that? It explains holes in the plot, such as it is. And uh, I do, I do enjoy the the little twisty revenge thing that the Frank Castle character in this one gets on his uh, targets. And overall, I, I I'm a four too. All right, give it a. I got four. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get that one out of the way first. So. <laughs> that wasn't even my best take. Okay. Um, I uh, honestly uh, feel like this movie was my first big introduction to the character of the Punisher. I never really read the comics until I got back into reading comics a few years ago. Uh, started back when he had the War Machine armor. Which is rad as fuck. He never should have gave it up. <laughs> he didn't voluntarily. No, no, no that's true. Uh, yeah. But um, that being said, I've always enjoyed this movie. Um, I did own the director's cut at one point, and I, like Frank, thought that um, I felt like there were um, interesting touches um, for adding more to the particular, uh, I guess, quote unquote, friend. Not so friend dynamic that happened between um, the Punisher and his buddy, or not buddy. You mean the dirty rat? The rat dirty rat! Like 
like a rat. The dirty rat. All we need is just a Martin Scorsese rat to walk across in the background. <laughs> just um, to really while, hammer the point. Wild Dropkick Murphy's play. <laughs> well, I don't know why. There's a big red X behind him right before he shoots himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ten things you missed in the party. It's the fucking rat with a circle on Thank it. you for listening to this Watch Mojo list. Here's ten things you missed in The Departed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, um, I feel like now after watching the extended cut, we probably should have watched the regular theatrical release because I actually feel like scores might have been a little higher, just a little bit. I'm not saying this movie is the end-all, be-all. Like, when it came out, I don't think it made any money in the box office, but yeah. it made gangbusters in DVD sales when it came yeah, out. it ended up turning a pretty decent profit in both. It just They just never... The pro- the reason they didn't continue with it was because there were issues with both the scripts and the directors, and by the time they got around to it, uh, Thomas Jane felt, uh, like the studio and Thomas Jane both felt like he was too old to continue playing the part. Yeah. That's why the Dirty Laundry short didn't come out until 2012. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when the Dirty Laundry short came out. Uh, this movie is all, is way more all over the place than I remember. I will admit that. The, the like like it's already been said several times already. The the tone is everywhere. That being said, I, I really can't say it uh, deterred me from having a good time. I still really love this movie. Had a blast with it. Um, the the weird fucking bits we'll definitely get into, but I'm I <laughs> that was I'm going to give it a a, a four. If we would have watched the theatrical cut, I may even give it a four and a half. Ooh. Ooh. But let's talk about why we feel the way we feel. (laughs) This movie is the perfect, like, blockbuster movie stop movie. Like, like this was something, like, I would have bought at movie stop when I was in college. Yeah. I remember uh, this movie definitely came out when I was real big into owning physical copies of movies. Mm-hmm. Originally, but it's just like a really good, like solid C tier movie. Yeah, I think somebody needs to explain <laughs> the stupid. Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's, we, wanna, are you just gonna leave it hanging there? Yes. If they want to know what it's about. They're gonna have to listen to the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just watch The Punisher, come back, and then you'll you, know. Yeah, when you get to it, you'll know what we're yeah, talking about. Pause the episode. There's no doubt. Pause this episode now. Go watch The Punisher. We'll wait. God damn it. In tradition of jumping around like we always do, uh, there's a moment in the film where The Punisher really fucks this guy up. He shoots him in the foot with a gun, uh, toeless, and then, uh, yeah, stabs him in the side, pierces his hand uh, to himself, and then makes this (gasps) noise, and then... Stabs him right in the mouth. Right in the mouth, and you see the blade. He a knife through the bottom of his jaw. It pokes pokes through his mouth. Which, I think, we, we might have to... Uh, rank the kills in this movie because that is definitely up there. That was pretty fucking cool. I, I think opinion. honestly for the meme that is my favorite. Although John Travolta comes in in a close second because <laughs> that was just petty and extra uh, as fuck. I, Welcome to the kill count where we talk about the Punisher 2004. Okay, I want to. Honestly, re- I think out of the top three kills, Travolta has two of them. Yeah, 
killing, oh, the his, train. killing his buddy and then dumping his wife oh. over the rails onto the train. Oh, track. the train. Fuck. God, yeah. forget, why did I forget you're about that? Me. Why are you killing me, Howard? You're killing me. Why are you killing me? You keep stabbing me. Why do y'all listen to me? this? <laughs> like, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> God damn it. The, uh. the best for events, you just have the person kill their people for you. Like, you don't have to lift a finger. Right. I mean, and that's why I fucking love it. It's like drag queen levels of petty. Bitch, if there was like a Punisher <laughs> version of the drag queen, I would shit a whole break. I'm sure that exists somewhere. Punish her. Hey, no, Shannon's <laughs> forehead vein is throbbing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so the beginning of the film, um, <laughs> we get this uh, extra little insert uh, that was planned for the actual movie, but obviously didn't have the money to make it happen. So uh, it's like almost stop motion e like it, it's almost straight from the storyboards, but like almost like a stop motion. It's like comic. a motion comic. It's like, motion comic, not it's stop like motion. Still yeah. photos, but the, but they're being moved artificially by like yeah. the the. The production of the film, and which is like, I was I remember watching the thing like, is this was this in yeah. the movie? Like, if you tell somebody this isn't the extended cut, this would be really fucking jarring. Like, wait, what? What is this? Yeah, because like it's like uh, Frank and his no Marine days and yeah, in the it, Middle East. And it they, does add some story to what comes later. I will admit, but and it would have been cool if they had the opportunity to film these scenes. But you know. I mean, it happened yeah. three hours at that. Yeah, point. it would have been. Yeah. It, it was a nice ad just for story flavor, but they could have totally left it out, and I see why they did. Yeah, and I, the I, fact I, that they never even shot it, and they just used the little uh, storyboard things like you were talking about, it's like popsicle just, stick with people on them. Yeah. But honestly, yeah. like if you really like cut out the uh, his his partner's story, then it, you don't really need that. Like, I, I feel I, like I, that, that more informs that yeah, sub. So I think I, I, that's where I'm in disagreement with some of y'all because I liked everything else. The very first part with the, them in uh, the sandbox, as they called it with their CTU unit. Uh, that was not really that necessary. Yeah. It just built why his buddy in the FBI was his buddy in the FBI because they were also in the Marines together. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I, I say guess, I think it informs yeah, I, that. I guess so they were trying to add in as his portrayal was just an extra. I mean, I never said it was material. Like but, that particular opening sequence. Yeah, that, that opening sequence. Obviously, why it was never put in the film. Yeah, it, it was completely, <laughs> completely unnecessary. But I liked all the other because they. They did explain some things. Some of them were a little long. Some of them were more than what they should have been. But yeah, it well, still it explained certain things and made the story more of a story. Yeah, I will agree me. that the extended cut really made this movie way too long. Like, how long is the extended cut? Uh, it ends up coming in at like I think just a shade under two hours forty minutes. Jesus, a little, really? A little higher than that. Two hours? Well, like yeah. nearly three hours? Yeah. Like after no fucking that way. Bit, yeah, it's, it's just about 2.45. I mean, I mean, we are... Wow. It is almost 11 o'clock, which is usually when we're kind of like, we're into this. Hey, it starts at like 8. Yeah, we started, we started at 7.45, and the movie that we watched proper ended at 10.15, and then we did the... Uh, Punisher Dirty Laundry. Yeah, yeah, Dirty Laundry. Either way, extended cut. Uh, people listening to this show, um, watch the theatrical version, most definitely. I would highly recommend it. I'm not saying don't watch this one because as long as the friend bits make this film, I don't necessarily hate them. I think they add no, a little bit more 
Well, besides a few of the corny lines that they do deliver. God, there is some corny fucking lines oh in this movie. Travolta's but puns at the end. No, fuck that. I love that shit. <laughs> I fucking love that one shit. Of my, one of my favorite like weird lines in the movie is like when one of the, I guess, drug brothers that's like financing John Travolta is like, it's not too hunky. It's not too dory. God. <laughs> it was... You could tell like the, the writers... We're loving this shit, right? And it was just like, this is fucking yeah. badass. And it, it's so corny that it wraps around to being badass. Yeah, again. I'm about 95% sure that was not in the theatrical version. Not, yeah, I, 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 I believe. That's that's where I get where you guys are saying it jumps all over the place because it'll be super slap, slapstick with like the two stooges and the, the good looking chick <laughs> in the uh, apartment complex. Did not seem like they belonged in the same movie. You mean as Joan the Mouse, Spacker Dave, and Mr. Bumpo? Nobody's going to care. Those are their real names. <laughs> Joan played by Rebecca <laughs> Nobody's going to care. They were joke characters. Which, which I love that apparently uh, like, Frank ends up in this fucking roach motel with no oversight. It's literally just four people squatting in this abandoned place. I forget who it was that made the comment that I don't think this is an actual apartment building. I think they're all just squatters. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because he ends up in this fucking dump with like fucking Rebecca goddamn Romaine and fucking bulk and skull from Power Rangers. <laughs> I believe you mean uh, acclaimed actor Ben Foster and <coughs> legendary comedian John. I was about to say, that's definitely a disservice to both of those guys. Right. <laughs> Wait, John Panette died? Yeah, he's yeah. dead. It was very sad. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, I love that guy. He's kind of hilarious. He was a real, really he, fucking You know what funny. was funny? I kept thinking, you know, he reminds me of like that big <laughs> comedian, though. I thought he was really funny. Then. That's him. <laughs> Little yeah, did I know. That was him. <laughs> yes. And I did think that it was funny that Ben Foster actually got those Pearson Sporting movie. Yeah. Really? Holy yeah, those, shit. Those I didn't real. know that. Just like, Ow. That, just like that scene where Rebecca Romaine is like stitching up Frank Castle. Like, she was like actually doing that, but she went in too hard and he just like whenever he's like really hurting and screaming that was him Jesus Christ there's a lot of people getting hurt in this movie like for real like did anybody die making this goddamn thing Jesus Christ Kevin Nash almost died the original no that was just a scratch to him he didn't even flinch God damn he got stabbed but his quads were fine so that's what's important (laughs) quads are made of fucking fiberglass (laughs) it's like oh my one weakness my quads he didn't uh, here's another thing he didn't just get stabbed he got stabbed with a prop knife, which means it's dull. Yeah, that's a blunt knife. So yeah. he got s- literally. You know, how, how fucking hard was Thomas Jane laying in Yeah. The- Kevin Nash is just fucking well, apparently, laying into me. I mean, apparently, Nash probably Jane, told him go stiff. Yeah, apparently, Jane thought it was the one that collapsed, and it was Makes not. <laughs> so it went in. So you're telling me that there was an issue with a movie prop that led to an injury <laughs> this week of all weeks? Uh, yeah, believe. man. Topical. Yeah. Topical. Man, does that story just get, keep getting more and more fucked up? Yes, it's terrible. Yeah. It, Wait, uh, it, are, 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 have there been more developments? Uh, stay tuned for after the credits. Where we <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about this after Where the show. we break down the hour ball when armored fiasco on the set of Breast. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be documentaries made about this event. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Yes. Oh. We'll anyway, Punisher. Making Which that was relevant because that, that armor was also fucking around with the Nick Cage movie. He also got pissed <laughs> off that. Right. Everyone forgot the deleted scene where um, Frank Castle um, leaves that um, storage locker slash apartment complex. And then it was actually Mystique the whole time. <laughs> See, that that's yeah. how you work it around. No, Mystique would have kicked the Russian's ass. Yeah, she she would have been. Yeah, she was undercover, Frank. Yeah, yeah, she's hiding. She's that was the bit. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> but, 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 uh, they, but they had friends giving with Frank. Yeah, I was about to say, talking about how long the extended cut is. According to IMDb, like without edits, the movie clocked in at like literally just under three hours. Yeah, Oof. like two hours and fifty six minutes. It looks like something like that. Well, I don't know if it was my fandom or just never seeing the director's cut before, but I did not seem that long to me. It didn't seem that long. But it definitely seemed longer than it ought to have. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. About to say like it really didn't seem like an eternity, but it was a trek. I mean, I, I didn't feel now like- I did see some runtime saying like two and a half hours. Yeah. There was like this one opening bit with the uh, with the Toro brothers, and uh, like uh, Shimmy said, everything with uh, Frank's friend damn near was cut out of the theatrical version. Like, you saw him in the opening bits when they parted ways. You saw him when Frank came to the curb, which that whole that whole uh, bit was cut to, like, maybe, like, one or two lines, yeah, like essentially. The, like, the second half of that scene was cut completely from yeah. the theatrical bit. Like, damn it. Like, I'm, uh, I feel like I kind of fucked us in the end. I do apologize to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I was like, I do, like I said, I do like this version. It's just... It offers so much, yet it just feels so bloated sometimes. <laughs> I do have a question, because it's been a while since I've seen this movie. Okay. Uh, the whole how the bad guy finds out where Frank's family is, I don't think was ever explained in the no. theatrical cut. They it just wasn't. showed up and killed him. It was just body. like, hey, we know people, you and know, boom. Yeah. Frank Glass walked up at the funeral, yeah. handed Howard Sandifon, said, his name's Frank Castle. These are all the things we know about him. What are we going to do? Kill his family. Yeah, all right, we'll do that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I know that's, that's why they they added the sub back in for the for the extended cuts, kind of to fill that in. I guess you know, like it's like, well, we we put this in, we got to put the rest in. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, like the first cut, it it didn't really need to be spelled out as much because at that point, like his name's Frank Castle. Oh, okay, they use their illicit contacts to find mm-hmm. out. Why wouldn't they have those? They're the mob. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like it's yeah. you, you you could like. Yeah, yeah it wasn't a big like. Oh my god, how'd they know? It's but, just something yeah. they just skip completely doing over. And looks re-release, and they already have all that shit filmed. Why not put it in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially for like you said, for the DVD, for man. us, for us nerds mm-hmm. who want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Because like the again, like the cheers to Frank Castle part when he gets his desk job in London and parts ways. Uh, when uh, Howard Saint identifies his son's dead body, and the, again the bit on the sidewalk, yeah, that was it in the in the actual yeah. theatrical release. And even oh. even the scene uh, where he's like leaving for retirement, they cut thirty five seconds off of that. Yeah, like the part where he says, "Hey, don't go gambling," foreshadowing. Yeah, and then the part where he's talking about his son is like, "Who did it? We're gonna handle it." There's a couple lines yeah. they cut out of that too. And I the even sidewalk scene, like we said, was cut in half. I even thought, like, and, it, and it's the same in both versions, damn near, but uh, when he does the initial toast, like, to Frank Castle, like, I feel like something was removed from the beginning of that. It feels like something was said, like, immediately before that, because it's such a weird fucking, like, 
introduction, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, here comes Thomas Jane in this terrible blonde wig and a ball cap. And then it's Richard Frank Castle. It's like, fuck, <laughs> God damn it. I, I, I just got <laughs> shot with blanks and squibbies and they still hurt, even though I'm still breathing. Yeah, like the, the pacing in this movie, it's definitely, for as much shit as it is, uh, for, as, for as many of the scenes that kind of drag, the pacing from scene to scene is pretty breakneck. So, like, you'll go from Friendsgiving to, oh, God, is that Kevin Nash? In, like, just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I nope. will say, like, at least in this rendition of uh, The Punisher, um, it's like traditionally it's what, his wife and two kids? Yeah, his wife, his son, and his daughter. Oh, in this one, it's the entire extended family, pretty his much. Family. It's a family reunion. His whole family. The Saint family. A uh, little baby saint gets killed, and then Howard Saint's like, hey, well, we're going to go get Frank. And then the wife at the at their son's funeral says, wait, his family, his whole family. His whole family. And oh, my goodness. Like, when, when they were doing the family reunion bit, I was, I was just like, they're not going to kill all these people. Everyone. Yeah. Every one of them. It was all like, this is really extra. Now, yep. <laughs> also, why is this shit happening in fucking, where were they? Puerto Rico, I think. Yeah, they were Puerto Rico at this point. Yeah. yeah. Well, the premise there was his dad lives there, and that's where he was raised. His dad is Roy fucking Scheider from yeah. Jaws. Yeah. yeah. He's hiding from Jaws. That's who that yeah. was. Fuck. <laughs> also, speaking of this scene and, and kind of uh, weird transitions, like, the scene where um, uh, Daddy Castle is showing Frank uh, his Colts. Yeah. And then uh, Frank goes, you're 1911 Colts. You've done something to them. And then there's this like small little montage of the bad guys like slowly creeping on to the family, right? Mm-hmm. And it lasts for at least like 10, 15 seconds or something like that. Yeah. And then it goes straight to the dad going, yeah, you could say that. I was like, were you just standing there the whole time? <laughs> it's like, does time just stop when bad guys are coming on to the yeah, island. It was happening concurrently. No, no, no. no. That's not how that works. Rush Shatter's just having like partial complex seizures. He's like, did mm. you do something to these? Yeah, I changed out the grip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, like even, even when I saw this in theaters, I was just like, yeah, that's weird. But you know, uh, but yeah, murdering everybody. I also thought it was funny how they like straight up knew immediately singled out the mom. Just like, just, And her death was kind of funny. It was like, you know, all the like white people dropping shit in commercials. Like, are you tired of not being able to hold your popcorn dish properly? (laughs) Because none of the family had blood on them. Not a drop. None of them. What what, what if the whole family was in the bit and they were just shot with squibs? (laughs) What if they're all in the FBI? They're all part of the CTU. Yeah, The counterterrorism unit. Just imagine the alternate universe where where they're all like shot. They're like all knocked out. And then the bad guys are walking and then they just pop up like the fucking Undertaker. The gag is they were drama actors. (laughs) No, they, they ratted out Frank and they just pinned it on his buddy. Oh god! I, they all like, hey, we, we need to find Frank Castle. Where I, is he? I, He's right here. He's right here. I mean, that would explain why they kept shooting the salad bowls. I will. Oh god, there's just greenery getting lost everywhere. Yeah, but that fucking—I thought it was a potted thing. Like, but um, it did give me uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie where. Um, there's like a, a fucking like Daddy Castle and Frank are in the house like both like shotguns just defending the fort, and uh, 
Frank shoots this propane tank and it explodes, right? The bad guy fucking launches into the air. Now, I noticed when he landed in the landed just on completely on fire. I know they have to like wear like mask and like that gel and shit when they get lit. But that mask looked just like uh Michael Myers mask. It was a very Michael Myers mask. It was mask. Looked, I could have sworn it was him for fuck's sake. <laughs> Every time I've watched this movie, I always the part where he blows up the propane tank, I can't help but think and hear Hank Hill screaming in my head. <laughs> well, I mean, you basically got oh. You basically got the guy who gets stabbed that we keep mocking. I mean, he's basically Hank Hill. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I like this new age man. Are yeah. we mocking or are we celebrating, Jonathan? A little from column A, a little from column I mean, yes. And this led to one of my favorite bits of us watching the movie when it got, it pretty much came down to just Frank, his wife, and his son. And then the wife and the son, they are in high speed, pers- they're gone. It's like in Dukes a, of Hazard <laughs> With a boat. They are dragging a boat behind them. They just feel like blue. Does <laughs> <laughs> the bag- good old boy. <laughs> if they get to this fucking pier and then they're just hoofing it down this pier. And then the truck just comes chugging along and just runs them the runs them both over. Um, Frank shows up on a motorcycle, right uh, gets after. through the pier, and is just shouting right like right, right after. And then everybody in the room's like, "Where the fuck is the truck? <laughs> like, where did it go?" Because it's just a narrow pier, and the truck like goes forward, and it's like, did it go turn around and come back before he got there? Well, like, lo and behold. There was more pier. We just didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because what we didn't see at the very end of the pier, it makes it makes turn makes a left. <laughs> yeah. Now I will say the initial like, well, I say kill scene, even though he doesn't die, but it's pretty gnarly. Like he yeah. gets he gets shot to shit, gets his fucking ass handed to him, and then initially just like gets left for dead to fucking explode in a ball of flame. Yeah, that and, was, uh, yeah, that was also extended. I don't, I don't no, remember. No, that was that all was, from the movie. That was all from the movie, yes. Like, is that all of it? Yes, every bit of it was in the Everything theatrical trilogy. Everything that was added involved his friend. Everything yeah. else? Really? Yeah. No, I, don't yes. remember, I don't remember all, the whole like, knocking him over the railing yeah, shit. I remember no, they, yeah. shot. And all that shit happened, yeah. Huh. 100%. Well, it's, been, it's been a while. Yeah, since like every, that whole fucking, like, fuck you, Frank scene. Yeah, that yeah. was... Yeah, the there. only added scenes were the friend, and oh. everything else was in the original theater. I will, the I will say one divergence point I thought would be a great bit, and since it, it just looked like they, the the parent, not the parents, the uh, the the wife and the kid got run down by the truck. Like, what if they didn't? They just kind of hit the deck at the last second and just pretended <laughs> to be dead. So the whole movie, the the wife and the son are doing their own revenge mission, becoming their own versus the Punisher at the same time. Like, oh no, daddy's dead. We gotta it's go take, find It's them. just taking them no. longer. No, you see, because like she she is like literally the wife of Frank Castle. He's the son of Frank Castle. They would know what if the truck is almost there, like let's say, you know, about like, and they pull like some underworld shit and like shoots a circle with Uzis <laughs> on the pier and just, just get out there. Who the fuck? Just, <laughs> I, would, I would pay good money to see the op, like someone at Marvel write the version of Punisher where it's the wife and the kids being the Punisher and, fr- and daddy's dead. And I don't know why. I know it was, it was corny as fuck, but that scene where um, Frank is just blasting away and like he's just doing what he can. He's getting shot and then he just cocks that shotgun one more time. And just nothing. It's like, oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn. 
And then and then he's like he washes up in a in a in the ocean and just like gushing blood like literally yeah. like so if, if fucking Roy Both. Scheider's Jaws showed up he would have been fucked and See, if, that's why they didn't because Jaws was already dead thanks and Toto if Shire. and if I remember correctly I believe it was in the as far as I'm concerned that's that's the same guy from Jaws. <laughs> If you remember correctly with the what now, Ken? No, continue. No, no, that was it. No, I'm, I'm, never mind. I'm thirsty. <laughs> He's just spitefully drinking his beer now. Yeah, a little bit. Um, assholes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, I believe in the novelization of this movie, there was a pretty decent explanation as to how he survived that, which they did not include in either versions of this film. No. Uh, earlier in the film, he was uh, uh, out diving with his son. And there is a bit, uh, just straight out of context, it is not talked about or mentioned anymore. Uh, no, we'll leave it. And they swim ashore. He was referring to his son's um, air tank. So in the at least in the book version that was released, he like when he got blown the fuck out um, into the water, when he fucking I guess sank to the bottom, he uh, grabbed his son's tank, and that's how he made it to where he did. That's weird. Yeah, because like my for me at least, I never had a question of how he could survive underwater. Yeah, my question was always he's been shot at least twice that I can remember, and then blown the fuck up after getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. That should have... He got shot in the center of his chest. Like, the edge of his sternum is confetti. If not all of his sternum. Two words. See, what, what you're not taking into account, Shimmy, is that he's a giga chat on his grind set. <laughs> Sigma male. Gotta get that hustle mindset, y'all. Hustle and grind, everybody. And, like, that was a high-powered bullet. That should have shattered his spine on the way out. Yeah, but also it, fucking plot armor. Like, yeah... <laughs> Frank Castle lives. That's the, like the, if he died, no fucking story. I mean, I'm not convinced that he just didn't do the fucking bullshit that Darth Maul did in Clone Wars. Like he just kept himself alive with pure hate. Although I would yep. love to see a version where Frank Castle has just fucking spire legs for no goddamn so reason. This whole episode is not just Pat doing alternate versions of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, they work for Loki. All I'm saying. Yeah, Pat. I've never seen Pun- this Punisher movie before. Let me pitch like. Eight different versions of it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> throw enough shit to wall it sticks. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, earlier in the film, uh, before his son got murdered, got like ran down, and which, by the way, we all noticed it. Like it, th- those two bodies look like two bodies that definitely hadn't seen the tires of a vehicle. No, they just, they laid down. There was no <laughs> they're just like, uh, just just take take, take a, a fucking nap. We'll get the shot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> And I, and speaking of like people making weird noises in this movie, Thomas Jane when he screams Marie, hold on, let me let me back away from the mic. <laughs> that was still louder. <laughs> like, I, I, I wanted to find. That. I wanted to get. <laughs> I want to get like the no. full effect because that's pretty much how it sounded. Like, he practically barks. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, like earlier in the movie, uh, his son. Which you know what, I. In this movie, I kind of like how he gets his shirt, how he gets his logo. And in fact, I think it's the best looking Punisher skull it's that we got one. from this movie. I mean, literally the John Bernthal Punisher, you know, and, and, and other than just sort of taking cues from the like direction and character of this movie, like even just the 
imagery of the skull is sort of you can trace it back to this one. Yeah, they definitely like. Um, I mean, it's not the same, but like long inspired by, and definitely inspired by. But like, and I have I did notice that exact logo in a lot of the uh, Rosenberg. Um, after the um, the War Machine arc, yeah, like the, that logo has more or less become the official version now. It's a good one, not the one that has the fucking blue stripe in it. You fucking yeah. dipshits, and, and and you fuckers that are putting Trump's hair on it. I I almost busted yeah, a windshield it, out. In yeah, town. If you're a fucking cop <laughs> to like not ironically do this Punisher shit. Yeah. Fuck off. Now there is a version of the skull that I really like by uh, an artist who actually he did the Punisher Max series, the first six issues with Garth Ennis. Yeah. He lived here at the time. Oh. And uh, I met him I in my first collection that my bastard father lost for me. Uh, I actually had the first six issues all signed by him. His name is Louis LaRosa. I don't, I don't remember if I mentioned that. I got caught up on my bastard father. But Louis LaRosa, and he did the first six issues, and I really loved his skull design. And I just sent it to the group chat, and we'll put it on the social media too. Uh, it's on a sketch cover he did recently, but it's, it's really messy. And okay, I I, I like that. That's, I'm pretty, I mean, a huge that's fan of still that. pretty cool, actually. And like he uh, he did the six the six issue miniseries, and at one point he had to draw, uh, you know Frank Castle holding his daughter's tongue that had been ripped out of her head by a bullet, Jesus. and they had to fix the coloring because it was too graphic for Max, which is the Marvel Jeez. adult line. But it's, <laughs> That, I think oh, I have that one at the shop if anyone wants to buy and or read that. It's really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait to see Punisher hold his dead daughter's disembodied tongue. <laughs> That's the one where Micro comes back. I'm dead. <laughs> I died. Keep up that coughing and sneezing. You'll be holding your own. I literally just coughed and sneezed at the same time. I, th- I think I'm having a fucking heart attack. You are so red. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I swear to God, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love his skull design. I think it's honestly, I think it's my favorite. Uh, this one from this movie is definitely a close second. It's a very good design. It doesn't look too clean. Um, and you know the classic design where the, the teeth of the skull are giant-ass bullet casing type things? Yeah. That's always fun, too. Yeah. But you know the whole leotard with the white boots and white gloves, while iconic, is very, very impractical. True. For, for what Punisher's doing. But what if, but what if instead of the skull, he's actually just a ghost? Is he, <laughs> see, he scares them with the ghost because they think he's spooky. <laughs> Pat, I just... Well, you have to realize, Pat, when, he came, when the Punisher came out, all the superheroes were like multicolored, bright primary color... I remember the Spider-Man. They had even like the, Batman yeah. was blue and gray. Yeah, and when the Punisher came it's out, like it just fucking awesome look. Straight black and white. They were like, "Oh, this is super edgy." It was seventy-four, I believe. Well, it's a symbol of his morality, which is very but tends to be pretty binary. Yeah. Well, the, the thing I thought was funny was uh, Stan Lee had this idea of uh, a villain that becomes a superhero, like antihero, and. Uh, the guy who originally designed and pitched the idea wanted to call him the assassin, which doesn't exactly work for, especially back in the 70s, as a superhero. No. Oh, he's good. He's called the assassin. Just wait 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, just slap Ninja in front of it, and you got yourself a damn fun movie. 90s. That was Once it gets to the 90s, movie. assassin on everything, perfectly fine. Assassin, pouches, yeah, foil right. covers. Tiny feet or no feet? 
But at the time, it or was, large feet. Yeah, Fuck at, you, the, at the time, I mean, the the black and white costume. Even it be, look, you look at it, and it's, it's still kind of ridiculous because he's got bright white pant, uh, bright white gloves and boots. Yeah, the black and white was very stark and yeah, dark. makes it makes it easy for the colorists. Yeah, oh, and the way they've they've uh, updated the whole white skull thing is that that's where the majority of his body armor is focused, so that when you know thugs come up and start shooting at him, they naturally aim for the skull. Same reason that they gave for in universe explanation of the yellow oval around Batman's chest. No, yeah, I, I remember hearing the, like, the same I, I reason like, why Robin wears bright colors. Yeah, so because Batman doesn't want to get shot, they, they right. hand wave. <laughs> you know, give like an explanation for like the like an iconic design. Like, well, they are why is this impractical? Well, here we can bat door like a cool explanation for it. Yeah. So yeah, Punisher. Oh yeah, I, I, I didn't even uh, get to my point that I tried to make like oh. fucking half an hour ago. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> No, it doesn't matter at this point. Y'all continue. Oh, no. Clearly, that was it. No, no. I was just saying. I just thought it was um, at least... uh, At least in this film made uh, the logo, at least to him, mean a little bit of something considering the shirt was a gift from his son. Yeah. He bought it, and apparently uh, the person he bought it from said it was supposed to, like, ward off evil spirits and whatnot. Yeah. And then... um, Luckily enough, after some time chilling, hanging out, growing a sweet Jesus beard. That was a sweet Jesus beard. Yeah, it was a pretty sweet Jesus beard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He um, ready to bonk out, and the last thing, he ends up finding a shirt. Which is which is kind of like almost like moldy and like weathered a little bit. It's been outside for a minute, which I actually had that shirt that I mean, obviously without the sand on it, but <laughs> it was made to look, you know, green in spots like uh, like the one he found in the sur- I actually had a couple of versions of that logo. It was that one, the red one that was made to look like blood. And I have another one that I haven't worn because that f- fucking logo has a big negative fucking connotation now asshats we need yep. to take it back we need to take it back I, yeah. I technically take it back at least a little bit thanks to Frank over here my um my little uh air um what are those little sticks where you pump air in your tires what do they call that the little air nipples oh that's right little yeah air dicks I, uh the Stem cap. I, I legit didn't stem. know what they were, and then I looked at them. I was like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> okay, there's was, four of them." Yeah, I, I went outside to my truck and I took off my stem caps and I fucking put them. Oh, they're fucking Punisher stem caps. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was I lost a couple of mine uh, off my car, and I was like, well, "I'll order some new ones." So I just went on Amazon to click the first one, and I went, "Oh fuck! There's Punisher uh, stem caps." And so I was like, fuck, I'm just going to order them. And for some reason, I was thinking I needed two pair because I can't count to four, apparently. <laughs> and so when they they were like, I don't know, five bucks uh, for a set. So it's not like it, it was a lot of money, but I had two pair. And I was like, oh, I know who like this. And I went to the store and Pat was there, right? I give them to you, right? Me and my stupidity, I just, I was like, here, I got these for, uh, for Canon, if you, you know, since you guys live together, can you just hand them when you when you get home? Sure, sure. Forgot to mention what they were at all. I just gave this random object to Pat. Here, give this to Canon with no context whatsoever. Well, it's like, and then like, I think Pat gave him to Liz, right? 
And like Liz gave them to me, and like none of us like knew right off the bat what. I don't know if anybody really looked at it. Just like, yeah. well, here's a thing. But like after I put them on, I shit you not, I looked at the wrap, the little baggie that they came in, and it's it. Kind of say what it was. It was a bit faded, but if you look hard enough, you'd be like, oh, wait, never mind. I, I remember when Cannon like, flipped out. I was like, oh, I got to put these on the truck right now. I mean, I did. Like, they're on there right this second. <laughs> uh, see, like, what I would have loved, Frank, instead of, instead of giving the, the SIM caps to Frank, just like the only logical explanation to do these extra SIM caps, buy a new car and put those on. <laughs> I, I, I did even worse. Like, the next week I'm looking online, and instead of having the uh, – the white cap with the black logo on it. They're also solid black ones with just white skull on them. And oh, I yeah? ordered those <laughs> on my car now. Oh, hell yeah. That's cool. It's always nice to accessorize, you know. It's it's, it's <laughs> well, even cooler because people have to search that shit out. They're not going to know. Well, I have the blackout package on my car, which means all the chrome and stuff is blacked out. And just the white skulls look better on it. Oh, I thought we were still talking about the stem caps. Never mind. Yeah. That's oh. what I'm saying. My car has the blackout package. All the chrome and stuff is... The blackout package? Yeah. All the chrome and the stuff is blacked Batmobile? out. The Frankmobile? <laughs> the Frankmobile. The Postmobile. I don't think any podcast ever talked this long about caps. All right. Anyway, uh, I do want to get to this bit because I think it, not only is it crucial, but I feel like this is the best goddamn scene in the whole fucking movie, okay? Are we um, talking about the fight? No, we're not talking about the... Well, that's, that's a good one. But... Um, the scene where uh, Frank enlists the help of uh, the Saints, uh, like, like <laughs> fucking yeah. laundry boy, I guess. Like <laughs> boy. Mickey, yes. Who's just like the stereotypical, like, New York cab driver. Like, I'm walking here. Yeah, he is, oh, yes. God. Or Joe Pesci. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is, oh, God. Very, I wouldn't even say dollar. I wouldn't even say dollar store. <laughs> I would say dollar tree, <laughs> Joe Pesci. Dollar tree. Dollar tree. Not even good Joe enough for a dollar dinner. Joe Pesci at home. That, that's what he that is perfect. <laughs> oh, God. Your mom telling you we have McDonald's oh, at home. Oh, man. That's totally. <laughs> Joe and I will say, I will say there, and, and again, here in Travolta Development, we do occasionally talk about um, uh, John Travolta in these movies, which he is in this movie. <laughs> he is pretty, he is the main villain, I guess. He's, he's yeah. in it so little. He is. I forgot how little he's like, actually in this movie. They don't even have a proper confrontation between him and Frank until the last five minutes of the film. It's very and true. it's not really a confrontation. No, I mean, he's pretty much, much like defeated at that point. Shot, spinning around, making a silly face. Yeah. But, and yeah. then gets tied to a back of a car and then driven off and then it sets off this chain of explosion in the shape of a skull. <laughs> but your favorite scene, taken straight from Punisher War Zone number one from like 93. Yes, but I was, I was gonna, before that, I was going to go into the scene where uh, Mickey, we all thought Mickey was goner because because uh, in the scene it's implied that the man responsible for my son's death must die because Mickey was with him on that drug deal when he died, right? Mm-hmm. And but I thought it was kind of cool because, like earlier, we see uh, his son playing cards with one of the lackeys at the bar, which is the guy that Howard Saint actually killed in that scene. Because you were supposed to be watching my son and you weren't. Yeah. And then he just shot his ass dead. For what it was worth, I thought that was kind of a rad scene. Yeah, but, a fun scene. But. The one that was taken straight out of the pages of Warzone in 92 is when Mickey got popsicled thinking he was getting <laughs> blowtorched. The way the way Frank pulled it off, he even explained it to him. He goes, it's like, You're, it's going to burn. The nerve endings are going to just 
just seal shut, killing them. You're not going to feel anything, and you're going to smell burning meat, and that's when it's going to hurt. This motherfucker, like, then takes the torch to a fucking stake and then just puts a popsicle to his back, and he starts flipping out and still to this day holds up in my head as one of the best scenes ever. That was, great scene. yeah, yeah. I, uh, that, was that was legit, like, smart, and it was funny. It was, it was a good... Package all around. The issue that was based off of was my second ever Punisher comic. I was about to say, oh, nice. Until today, I didn't know that was actually in a book. Uh huh. That's pretty fucking sweet. I'm pretty sure you own that book. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I sold it to you. Man, uh, that's cool. I will send you uh, a picture of it so you can. <laughs> so you can confirm or my, I have a lot. <laughs> my first Punisher book was uh, one of the summer specials where he beats up a gym owner named Razor. And also kills the Marvel version of the band Guar. <laughs> because they're killing junkies on stage for real. So he goes on stage during their concert wearing a Punisher helmet and like fucking kills him with axes and shit. And a guillotine that was already on stage. Now I know you have that one, Cannon. Oh, that is metal as fuck. It's pretty metal. Wow. <laughs> But um, that that is where uh the, the Punisher's uh a plan to get revenge on the Saint family gets a little fucking crafty, you know, like e- even for a Punisher story, like uh, Shimmy uh, put it, it's very uh, Count of Monte Franco of him <laughs> for a castle of him. not Franco, not not that, not, not he, that. He, he, uh, Frank Castle definitely makes it a Shakespearean. He Even did. a Greek tragedy. Like, uh, this is definitely the most theatrical Punisher uh, I believe we've had. I I mean, granted, I haven't finished the Punisher on uh, Netflix yet. I mean, I don't remember John Bernthal, like, tricking his quarry into killing the people no, anyway. Bernthal just murders people. Yeah. yeah. And while doing the manliest screams you ever heard. I mean, goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fuck, I, will, I, I mean, will, that's some scary shit, man. Like he, he kills like some, eight dudes and starts like gorilla grunting. Like, like fuck. He, he, Joe he, Rogan he, wishes. I'm pretty like, sure John Bernthal voiced King Kong in fucking the new ones. <laughs> I, like he does a fucking like war screen. He's playing fucking football with his five year old son. He's like, whoa! Like, screams <laughs> like from like the like he just sucks in the air from his ass. It goes straight to his lungs. And like, what was funny about watching this movie back, this is the first time I've seen this one in, in probably five, six years, at least. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen the, the Netflix stuff since then, which also took a lot from the Garth Ennis 12-issue miniseries, Welcome Back, Frank. That whole scene with Daredevil chained up on a roof ripped straight from those pages. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great shit. But like watching this and watching the Dolph Lundgren one not so long ago for our Lundgren special, if you want to take a quick peek back in the history of Cajun greatness, we do cover that. Uh, we will not be covering Punisher Warzone. <laughs> Ray Stevenson was no. done dirty. Anyway. Uh, Sorry, all that. Watching this again, as much as I love Thomas Jane, I in my head, he had always been right there with Bernthal in terms of performance. But rewatching this now with Bernthal so fresh in my mind, Bernthal is so much better not yeah. to say Jane is bad, yeah, but Berthold is just so fucking no. good. No, no, no. I, 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 I agree wholeheartedly. Like, um, I will, I will say Thomas Jane is still my favorite theatrical Punisher. Yeah, of course. But, uh, but Berthold knocked it out of the park. He is my favorite, uh, like on-screen Punisher, like without a doubt. Yeah, because I, I don't really buy Thomas Jane as the Punisher. He's just kind of like. 
a dad killing people versus like John Bernthal, well, who to me feels like and what to, little I know of the Punisher. To be fair, this was an origin story, and they wanted oh, to yeah. make the movie. The next one was going to be him versus Jigsaw. And then it just got stuck in development hell, and the script went bad, and Thomas Shane was like, I'm not doing something that I don't love. This seems terrible. I want to yeah. give the fans what they deserve. And he mm-hmm. backed out, and then Stevenson showed up, and that's what became Punisher Warzone, and Thomas Shane was proven right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Dixon was in this, uh, on this DVD, in a certain manner of speaking. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what? The fucking Saw 2 trailer. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah. But, oh, shit. Brenthal's just, Brenthal was better. Yeah, and Thomas Jane, like if Thomas Jane was asked to perform the same scripts that Bernthal did, I think it would be really good. I think it would be really close, but just Thomas Jane with what he was given in this movie versus Bernthal with what Bernthal was given to do with his scripts. Well, well uh, oh, I'm sorry. I no, no, no. I, I was just gonna say I, I honestly feel that I, uh, I, I still feel like if. Damn it, we we definitely should have watched the theatrical version now because there are there are some scenes that were added into the extended cut. I mean, granted, this movie does have a lot of fucking corny dialogue, right? But there are some lines that I think in my mind still stick. I didn't even cover it earlier when he when he's leaving the island with his fucking Jesus beard and he just the 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 guy goes tell him goes with God and he goes God's gonna sit this one out. I literally line. quoted that last week at work <laughs> because we were like, oh y'all, we got like like the full house, we got everybody in the in the <laughs> ready to eat, and it was like like all right y'all, it's just you, me, and God. I'm just like, well, fucking God's going to sit this one out. <laughs> but um, I was, shit. Corny no, dialogue, but there's some good stuff. Well, the same thing about the line where the police captain says, Frank, I know you're upset. He was upset. Yeah, that upset. was good. I thought that was really That's good. A great, that line stuck with me for years. That's a hell of a line. Yeah. yeah. But there, there are other moments, uh, other lines of dialogue that I, I feel that are delivered by Jane in the add-on scenes that are, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if if it was like a take thing or I feel like if we did watch a theatrical cut, you might have had a better feel for Thomas Jane as the Punisher, I think. Yeah. Because I feel like they give him more to say in this one, and I'm not going to say that's a hindrance, but it might be? Yeah. I don't I, I, know, really. I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, that's yeah, part, yeah. part of the bouncing around yeah. we've been talking about, the, the tone shifting, because he'll be in that I'm death walking mode, yeah. and then immediate that slapstick, yeah. ridiculous... Well, and, and not even that, but like, like he's in that death walking mode, and then you all of a sudden you shift to him on, on a park bench with his buddy having a nice day and a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, out of yeah. all the add-ons, that was definitely the probably the weirdest one out of the bunch, yeah, in my opinion. That was the setup that his buddy had sold his Porsche. Yeah, which is a gambling problem, yeah. so giving him up. And I get it, and all that stuff. Yeah, like I, I do think that those scenes made the movie weaker, but Bernthal was just still better. And I, I think it's just the material. Uh, it, it, it's the writing, and I think Thomas Jane feels a little too put together like like he seems more like he has his shit versus like Punisher at least to me comes off as a little like unhinged like in the sense not like not like 
But there have been moments in the comics where he has done like elaborate shit to kill yeah. people. Yeah, well, yeah. he no. is—he is the master planner, the master at a recon. Yeah, and mm-hmm. prepared for every situation. Uh, that is supposed to be him, comic version. Yeah. Which means, you know, whatever the mob does, it's not a surprise for him. He's prepared for that. He has planned this this shit out. That's why why the war zone is such shit there at the beginning. Where he accidentally kills a cop and is like, no, I can't do it anymore. It was like, yeah. bullshit. Fra- Frank, number one, would have already known that cop was there. Uh, number two, if the cop had have died during this process, Frank would be like, oh, shit happens, and, and go on. Because he's a man on a mission. He's not a man on a, uh, I'm protecting you know, innocent yeah. people from good. No, his, his job is not protect people. His job is to kill the criminals. Yeah. That's kinda, it. It's kind of weird in the, the Burnthal Punisher, like in the comics, Punisher's not unhinged. He's a lunatic, but he's never crazy. He's yeah, I, I don't mean like in sort of the Joker sort of way, but like I get the feeling that like if you were to meet Punisher in real life, you would know something was off about the guy. Yeah. Like, and you may not be able to put your finger on why, but like with Thomas Jane, I don't get that vibe. That's, he does have t- a sort of a nice guy, on yeah, the sort of vibe. Yeah, yeah he, he's totally right there because he kind of has like the look of uh, like someone uh, like like Van Wilder or something. Well, I, well, let me just say this to you about that, Jonathan. There is uh, in one run where they kind of try to explain. The uh, murder of his family didn't create the Punisher. It unleashed it. Because back mm-hmm. in Nam, he was known of just this unstoppable killing machine. Yeah. And that's why he did more than one tour in Nam. There's also that time the Hood resurrected his family and Punisher took a fucking flamethrower to him. It's like, they're not my family. And just roasted them in the fucking caskets as they were climbing. I'm like, Frank, is that you? <laughs> Yeah, well, that happened. I just yeah, but that. what it was saying was when they his fan there was like this beast living within him that got unleashed in yeah. the jungle, and that he closed that off when he came home to live a normal life out of the military. Well, it was and, more implied that it was a deal with Mephisto, yeah. like the devil, and that when his family got killed, it was like turn that switch, and it, he was it was on all the time. That one's day. called Punisher Born, also by Garth Ennis, and we do have that at the show. It's fantastic, and one of the, if, if you're interested in the bunch, it's <laughs> one of the things you should read. <laughs> Ooh, Along really with now. Welcome Back, Frank. All right. Well, um, I do believe we are getting to that time where we need to take a commercial break. Correct. Uh, because I honestly feel there's a little more um, ham to this sandwich. And what's what we talked about so. the really wacky shit that we Oh, no. I, yeah. Oh, we're ready. I, I think we have a lot more to go. So let's go take a break and we will be right fucking back. Well, hey there, folks. Do you like mugs, T-shirts, phone cases, stickers, wall art, pillows, all sorts of fun things with fun logos? Well, if you do, head on down to tpublic.com slash user slash greatness for all sorts of great merchandise and support your local creators. That's us. Hooray! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the show. Uh, hope you enjoyed that uh, ad or yeah, whatever. So, but before we continue, I feel like such an asshole. I keep forgetting 
I may have forgotten to ask during the uh, Ghost Rider episode. What, yeah, in fact, yeah. yeah, I did. Otto, what did you think of the Punisher? What he's going to do is he's going to tell you what he thinks of Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, and Punisher. Okay, you know what? I like it. I like All right, it. So, Ghost Rider. Okay, Otto's on his happy side. Yay! For Ghost Rider. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Spirit of Vengeance. Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, he's oh, mad. Hard but fucking boo. Like yeah. Oh, oh damn. Man. Garbage. Punisher. Punisher. Yay! Yay! Back to happy. All right. So at this point, uh, the Punisher and Mickey are developing a uh, plan. I thought you were about to say romantic relationship. I mean, I, I mean why. that too. I mean, there I were hotel rooms involved. I watched the movie. I, I, know t- that's <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were going to say that. I, just I, I, just say, I, I don't think Frank needs to be that kinky when he was torturing. Well, it, it would explain why he didn't want to have anything to do with Rebecca Romaine because, I mean... It's goddamn Rebecca Romaine. Look at her. Yeah, but then uh, he's I'm like, you know what, Mickey? I'm gonna Spider Man kiss you upside down until you tell me what I need to know. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that real quick since we brought it up. Uh, um, I I'm not a hundred percent sure on how much time has passed since uh, Frank's family has died, but it has not been that long at all. Like I would say maybe. A couple of months, maybe, right? Right. Yeah, that's, that's around right. the time frame. Yeah, I, th- I think something like six months total, because he, he was convalescing for a month, and then when he goes and talks to his cap, the captain and the friend, he says something about it's been blah blah months, and no one. That's right. I forgot five about months, that. I, yeah. I think he said five. I want to say it was like half a year. Is where yeah. We're at. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, all right. So yeah, but still, um, uh, Joan, played by Rebecca Romaine. Um, Connor O'Connor Famous. now or <laughs> like no she's married to like Jerry O'Connell I think yeah, I or think some she's shit just straight up Rebecca Romaine yeah. still okay yeah, she didn't change her name oh yeah. I, I had no idea Rebecca Romaine Stamos you know I mean you know. I don't I don't that, that's that's just a hyphenation she didn't change her name to Rebecca Stamos unless that's her legal name if we have learned anything in Hollywood it is hard to keep track of their names because they keep changing them hell if you're P Diddy you do it eight times or Snoop Dogg slash Lion Snoopy Doggy Dog Snoopy Dog yeah. Martha the Stewart's buddy. And I don't care if you're in a prayer circle with Marilyn Manson and Justin Bieber, Kanye. I'm not calling you ye. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, straight shoot. And I don't like Kanye West either. No, Kanye but, West uh, is a shithead. Yeah, I don't like him. Mental problems <laughs> aside, he's still a shithead. Yes. No yeah, it, it, it doesn't excuse behavior. Uh, yeah, I love what, 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 are we, yeah, what are we doing here? Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine. Uh, oh, yeah, it's been like six months, and Rebecca Romaine... Is, you know, I mean, she's trying to, you know, I guess make Frank feel better, but also trying to say, yo, I am down to clown, if you know what I'm saying. Like, she was like, you can make new memories. And I, and then, like, just, you know, trying to get a little smooch on, you know, and he's just like, you know, I can't. He, he's going his own yeah. fucking way. I mean, I mean can't say I Don't blame him. Don't let people get in your way. Every fucking member of his family was just fucking mowed down. Yeah. My and mother, father, wife, child, yeah. aunts, uncles, cousins. cousins. One through six. Yes. All now, their plus ones. They're all dead. I am not going to kiss you. This was mm. last February. It is mm. currently October. Yes. 
What's wrong with you? Also, the scene where he saved her uh, from her, I guess, one of her, like, ex-junkie boyfriends, which was uh, one of the scenes, one of the many scenes that was, like, in the trailers, but, like, punches a dude straight in the face and then, like, flicks uh, the butterfly knife around and then just shouldn't play with knives. Kapink! Hits him in the nose, and that's still top-tier shit to me. Oh, really? That's a really good part in the movie, in my opinion. <laughs> that was fan- Anytime somebody straighten you or whipping, you just punch them straight in the face while they're gesturing. All right, and another thing that this movie has shown us, um, apparently the Punisher has at least some form of superhuman strength because <laughs> not only can the man, like, carry a whole-ass fire hydrant in his in a duffel bag and just walk it around, um, and you can argue, oh, it was a prop one, but when he set it up, it made oh, the, yeah. the sounds implying that it was a real... Fucking like oh, yeah. heavy duty cast iron. Yeah. Shit. Well, like Thomas Jane is yoked to fuck in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, I think I read oh. he. Uh, but he's trained. more like lean than that is, like that is bulky. not impressive as the gravestone though. And he like yeah I was about to say no, like straight out he like he yanks his own gravestone out with his car but then somehow uh, gets it like it planted into like, like the, deep into the a green, golf the like green a golf the country club yeah that's where Saint uh, bikes that shit where Hammer State goes five times a week on the fucking dot. He's on a schedule. Mickey told the Punisher that, and you know what? He wanted to send a message, and I think loud and clear. Am I right? I, I, I love it if, <laughs> yes. if, if John Travolta's character just like, what does this mean? And the bit where he like took off like the 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 kill date. Yeah, the, yeah. That, that's all. Yeah. That, that's a that's I ain't a dead motherfucker. That's a that's restaurant lingo. The kill date. Write the kill date so we know where to throw <laughs> that shit away. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, um, yeah, we got this uh, fantastical plan. Mickey's still uh, helping him out, and um, from the inside, from the inside, he keeps. At this point, he also has photo evidence of uh, Quinn, played by oh god damn it, what's his name? Quinn uh, being like the con- the concierge. He's like the best friend Quentin of Howard Glass. Saint. Yeah, yeah. He's the number two. He's Bill something. I bet his first name's Bill. He looks like he'd be Bill. Uh, Will probably yeah. probably Will, go by Will William Patton. Will, Will I was you were well, super close. I mean, the guy who really? wasn't Denzel in Remember the Titans. Uh, Wait, who was he in Remember the Titans? The coach that wasn't Denzel Washington. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And yeah. Like, that whole plot line is that oh we we got dirt on his number two because he's secretly gay and I just like. Love the idea that oh he's a mob boss he would like instinctively be bigoted against that. I would love the fact if John Travolta's mob boss is like really fucking progressive. Well, I, I mean, at, I will I will say at least it it was never like like a situation where it was just like ew you're gay. No, it was just like ha 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 I made you do the thing uh, because yeah I'm good at making you kill people that you don't want to kill. <laughs> We'll Which get is to that something probably. he didn't want his boss to know. No, yeah. not, nec- yeah. not necessarily that that was. Yeah, yeah. Thing. It was just because he, he was he he was his uh, 
I guess reputation was a cold-blooded killer. Frank Castle never judged him for his... Oh, no, no, not at all. Not at all. For, for <laughs> who he was. He only judged him for being part of the team that murdered his family. Yes. See, like, Frank Castle is open-minded. He's socialistic because he redistributed the wealth. A fucking socialist but you're, icon. But you're still uh, fucking oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about how he went full Joker mode and just started just throwing money, <laughs> making people throw money out of the goddamn window. I'm punish you, baby. I'm the Joker, baby. I'm just saying. It's like Batman. It happened. <laughs> I'm giving away free money. Um, I know how I got these scars. I got I was shot 17 goddamn times. Blown up. <laughs> but no, that's not how I got them. I got them because I pooped myself. Oh, the pun is shit. <laughs> but a shit. That's the sequel to Fatty's Fart Three. <laughs> oh, so but, that's Fatty's Fart Four. Yeah, the punish punish shit. The, <laughs> the whole. It's like the whole party ripped ass in this movie. I want to give it that five goddamn stars. <laughs> there, and there was a prime opportunity. <laughs> there was oh. for that one guy to just rip. <laughs> Because like like, the, like a, the fucking curtain and the crucifixion story, just <laughs> all sorts so of ass. <laughs> because like the fucking, that's a delicacy in some places. This fucking Ben Foster and the comedian, they like like a goddamn slapstick. You know, they fall on top of each other. The big guy on top of the little guy. I thought I would swear his ass about to bust open. Just like oh, because they're like trying to like comically. Peep in on Frank Castle because, like, he think he's cool, but also we're curious, and then they they just bumble in on it. And it's like they they could have done it, they could have done, it, but I guess they fucking cut that out too because they're fucking cowards. That's why, <laughs> fucking craven <laughs> bitches. <laughs> well, speaking uh, uh, speaking of the, the the fat guy on top of another guy, the way they killed the uh, uh, the Russian. We had to talk about was, this goddamn was, Russian was fight. Very, was was very very much quicker <laughs> than it was in the, the book that they're referencing because they actually suffocated him with the fat guy. <laughs> you know, I feel like maybe that was a good thing. They did. Yeah, <laughs> there's almost a running bit in this uh, movie where it's almost where. Uh, John Travolta's uh, Howard Saints like hey call this bad guy hey call this bad guy we haven't even talked about Harry Heck yet which is another really cool part of this movie I feel (laughs) honestly like the objectively coolest part of the movie and I will not be told otherwise I I feel a little bad that the fucking Johnny Cash assassin was rubbed out so quickly because you just see this ass full like straight up Johnny Cash walks into like the, the, the dirt like diner that everybody in the in this three person apartment eats and works at, he just strolls in and like plays a little song, and he's like, "Yep, you see that song? I wrote it for you. I'm gonna play it at your funeral." And then like a second later, just like just like shooting the shit out in the street, and it's like this guy's kind of cool. Like I like how like very character he is. Yeah. He's he's an anime character in this like, like in a real life. Yeah. Yeah, I will grab my guitar and play that song right now. <laughs> Somebody rip that and put it on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, on the soundtrack. No, oh. no, you got to rip it from YouTube. All right, fuck that. It's a perfect segue. Let's talk about the soundtrack of this movie. I already have it pulled up. Don't worry. Yeah, um, uh, 
let's let's just throw it out. This movie, uh, I, I believe, like I don't know if Broken was already out or what I'm have you. Sure, it was for this movie. Yeah, it's like it was originally came out on uh, Seether's album Disclaimer, and then they re-recorded it for Disclaimer Two with uh, uh, Amy Lee from Evanescence, and they played it twice in this movie, like two times. A whole two uh, like times. Apparently, like, I mean, I get it. Everybody has their song they listen to when they're sad. But Joan listened to, like, Broken, like, way too many times. Yeah. One of those times while crying, while a crazy person was banging on her door while holding a kitchen knife. Well, she was holding the kitchen knife, not him. Which she needed to hold it at that point, which, you know, because he was a crazy person. Very but crazy person. as I'm looking at it. You heard this song in the scene where, um, what was uh, Ben Foster's character's name? Uh, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't Mickey. Matter. P- no, it was Pete. Spacker P- Dave. Spacker Dave, yes. But all the, with all the piercings in his face, he was listening to uh, a Step Up by Drowning Pool, but the second vocalist of Drowning Pool. Not not the the first guy. Yeah, not 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 the one. God, no, not some him. of these bands on this soundtrack, I am not at all surprised. Like... Slow like bleed by puddle of mud. Well, I've never heard that. Slow motion by Nickelback. Nickelback never yeah. say never. Queens of the Stone Age, yeah. obviously broken. Finding myself by smile. Empty so lost in a portrait by trapped. Trapped. <laughs> and it's not the 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 one trap song. But it also features Slow Chemical by Finger Eleven, which is Kane, which was Kane's entrance music at one point. Yeah, and, no, uh, there's also a song from Chevelle still running. Still running is a great goddamn yep. song. Hate and, breed. Oh man, you know what? I was upset because I heard the audio, the intro audio bit that they play ahead of Still Running played when Liz and I went to go see Chevelle, but they didn't play that song. And I was just like, damn. I was just like, oh, did they fuck that up? Oh, they're going to play Still Running when they didn't play Still Running. Um, fucking, what else we got? Ash to Ashes from Damage oh, Plan. In Time by Mark. Oh, God, Mar- Damage Plan. Fuck. <laughs> oh, damage Plan. Why is that it, name so familiar? It's fucking Confederate Corps. Hey, sold, hey, sold, <laughs> hey, I stand by Sold Me by Seether. I may listen to that song later when we're done recording, but I, th- I think Sold Me is a pretty good song. Eyes Wide, Eyes, eyes Wired Shut, uh, Age Wild. Oh, my God, I remember that yeah. song. Eyes Wired Shut. Slow but, Chemical Finger 11. But for those at home, Dan, Damage plan was basically Pantera without Phil Anselmo. <gasps> That's right. Oh my God. But I. Yeah, um, so Confederate Corps. I think confirmed uh, Captain Shimmy and I both owned this uh, soundtrack. Yep. I had the CD. I remember buying this. Yes. I had it on iTunes and mm-hmm. I only listened to the Mark Colley song. Man, what were these names? I don't know, but Trap's on here, and that's always a bad decision. The End is yeah. Come, Ben Moody, Piece by Piece, Strata, Bound to Violence, Hate Breed. Cause I'm broke. Yeah. Six, Seven, Wiser, Complicated, Submersed, Time for People, Adam Ship, In Time, Mark Colley. Yeah, that was the, the diner song. Yeah, that's the good one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and then like God. he plays the <laughs> song. He play, <laughs> man, we, we saw them at a uh, fucking. Uh, Avondale. Hey, Apparently, they're like really chill dudes. I mean, they're. I'm pretty sure they're just all like dads now. Probably. Like, I saw just like Jamie Josta on stage, just like just chill. Like, oh god, I'll take my life back. Do I make this right? <laughs> I don't know. Fucking. All right. <laughs> the Punisher. <laughs> the Punisher. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, that popsicle scene was pretty rad, wasn't it? It was pretty rad. All right, so the end time. All right, so the Punisher gets done with his fucking breakfast, right? He he gets in his car, which he already has, like, pre-armored, which that was a scene that, like, showed him, like, getting his fucking Punisher mobile ready to go. Mm-hmm. And um, gets to the bridge... And then the drawbridge oh, is up, so he's stuck there for a minute. Oh yeah, he's stuck there, and all of a sudden, fucking like Johnny Cash just comes, like just rams his ass. <laughs> and it's lime green, like sports car. Man, it was a fucking rad car, though. It I really nice dug car. it. I really liked it. Um, and then it, and it leads to like a scene where they like like ramp the bridge, go over. Punisher has to avoid this uh, person playing ball in the street. Get out of the street. A Are child you- in the street with a ball like the side that been warned about for years. Which is weird. There's like no other traffic on the road besides these two. And a kid in the street. <laughs> yeah, apparently LA is just like dead this it's time Tampa. of day. Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to be Tampa. Supposed to be Tampa, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it was actually Tampa. Yeah. yeah. But and then we get the glorious scene where uh, the Punisher is. You think he's? I mean, he's obviously not down. He's pretty mangled after that crash. He looks pretty fucked. And then he's crawling out, and then like pulls out this fucking um, blade, switchblade from his uh, boot. Now you got to be one dumb son of a bitch bringing a knife to a gunfight. And then, according to Shim, this was in the book too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. twang And just hits him, just shoots the fucking tactical blade. Isn't that what it's called? A ballistic knife. A ballistic knife. knife. Yeah. That's what it meant, yeah. yeah. And just shoots him right in the neck with also it. Also from Welcome Back, Frank. Man. Yeah. Well, shit, I read that. It's been a while, though. It was the it was the part where the two regular Goombas showed up to try and get Punisher after the Russian mm. had fucked him up. And he couldn't really get up because he was still really met. Well, no, it was, it was after the, uh, the scene where he blew up the bar and got shot by the one guy who pissed him off. Right. Uh, he's shooting with a giant revolver and it's going through the bullet arm, the ballistic arm, and he just chokes him out anyway and drags himself <laughs> back to his apartment. Like, all I got to do is get back to the apartment, dig out these bullets, and not bleed to death. How hard could that be? And then he just passes the fuck out. And that's when his neighbors find him. Like, oh, God, it's the Punisher. And then in true uh, Grand Theft Auto style, he's just like, well, shit, I got this nice car here. I'm going to take it. <laughs> and he drives it for the rest of the movie. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it'll get a nice uh, suit of armor by the end itself. Yeah. Oh, but... Um, yeah, super armored car last one incident. It saved his ass, though. So yeah, it did. Like, it, it helped out. I love the bit where he pulled the shutter over the front window, and he's like, he's just driving blind. Like, no. Oh, I didn't put fucking eye holes in this goddamn thing. Now, in one of... <laughs> now, it's it, it might not be the prettiest looking. It might not be the cleanest looking fight scene, but Thomas Jane and Kevin Nash, okay. the Punisher versus the, the Russian. Yeah. That... It's less of a fight scene and more of a merciless beating. <laughs> Which is oh, fucking yeah. cool to watch. It was a squash for yeah. most of it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But like that was a classic ECW Mikey Whipwreck match yeah. where Mikey gets his shit kicked in for 30 minutes and still somehow manages to win by accident. And, and you got to remember, like, I'm just going to assume that Kevin Nash was doing this whole scene, scene with a fucking stab wound. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole time. <laughs> Because he actually gets stabbed yeah, in yeah, the take no. that they used. Yeah, no, we, we mentioned that. It was, like, fucking gross. Like, the whole time I was wondering if the scene where you see the knife coming out, if that is indeed the real knife. The, like, I mean, that looked like actual blood as opposed yeah. to movie blood, but the, you know, I don't know. But, I mean... Uh, 
I mean, I heard that they use that in the final cut, but you know, like things are cut and edited left and right. You, there's, who's to say that that was like, you know, like, oh, let's go back and do that. Either way, stab me again, you I, th- I thought the brutal beatdown that the Russian gave the Punisher was rad. In fact, um, there was a part where um, it was immediately after the Russian like bends his revolver with a with a dumbbell, and then launches Thomas Jane through the wall. And I think I read somewhere that that might have been Kevin Nash's receipt for getting stabbed. <laughs> yeah, like just yeah, fucking so. through to- actual Thomas Jane through this wall, and he face planted on another wall on the other side. Oh, oh and yeah, that yeah. was the take they used, and it was so, fucking brutal. And well, it like awesome. you can see his head bounce off the brick. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the knife scene. What happened according to this article I found? So yeah, grain of salt. Okay. The knives were supposed to be switched out, but they weren't because the stagehands were hitting on a girl off camera, oh, God, which man. Nash apparently found hilarious. Yeah, and I think like they settled it over like a bunch of cold beers after yeah. the shoot. I mean, or whatever. if Kevin Nash seems like a and he guy, super you can pay glued off. it shut and finished the scene. I mean, he's a wrestler. I'm pretty sure he super glued a lot of wounds in his day. That is that is probably one of the least things that's happened to him while he's working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kudos to him for like still fucking working and like being a really good sport about it. Yeah. I mean, shit. Someone did ask him. So that scene where you threw Thomas Jane through the wall and actually knocked him the fuck out was that a receipt? He's just sort of like, <laughs> you know, movies. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I, do, I, I, I do though at the exact moment when like I'm like I'm liking the Mario, El Mariachi Johnny Cash bit, but the fucking second that Popeye cosplay Kevin Nash knocked down his door, that's when like it, this movie went from like a straight line to just straight up like a goddamn like oh yeah yeah his, his mad Dow line yeah and his, his costume in that was ridiculous with the he has fucking rocks like I mean it was right hair. from the book right. It's Exactly, yeah, from, exactly from, yeah. from the book, but you know, and it's amazing. it still looks so yeah. like jarring. And then like, <laughs> then they fucking pull some Kool Aid Man shit, fucking bust him through a wall. Kevin has just bare chest through this whole wall. Like it's a it's a goddamn Looney Tunes yeah. like <laughs> sequence because he's like choking the life. They destroyed this entire apartment complex out of Thomas J. Like just b- blood is like pumping into his like head blood busting <laughs> well the scene where he grabs Thomas Jane by the throat and lifts him up against the cage he just did that yeah like there was no there was no help he just, just fucking because no, Kevin Nash fucking Kevin Nash and like everyone who didn't know who Kevin Nash was was amazed like oh my god how'd you do that he's like, like I'm Kevin Nash like I did this for a living for a long time <laughs> and then like there's a whole bit where like the friends are like making dinner and playing opera and like across the way Ben Foster's like dancing the other way just like Punisher getting like just bitch slap like a fucking rag doll and like slung around like a kid's to toy any, uh, to any opera aficionados they're listening to La Donna Mobile by Luciano Pavarotti it's fantastic. And they're just having a grand old time where he's yeah. literally getting like. Oh yeah, Jane is losing this fight badly. It's not a fight. He's he just, just got the shit down. kicked yeah. out of him. The, my, the really the funniest part to me is when he's like, "Oh, I got him," and he ducks. He ducks in the bathroom where he's got a hidden grenade and throws it back in the room and shuts the door. Yeah. However, the door has a window, and Kevin Nash just. Baseball Wax. bats. Yeah. Oh yeah, he has he has like a crowbar in his hand and literally just like Sammy Sosa's that bitch right just back like, at him. And just like <laughs> he just jumped in the tub, blows up the bathroom. He's just like yeah. all like my favorite moment frazzled. from the movie, not just the fight, 
is when Thomas Jane's on the ground after having his head just rammed through a refrigerator several times, and he hits that desk, and the, the revolver pops out, and he grabs it, and then the Russian just grabs a revolver and, a, like, a dumbbell yeah. and slams it down on the revolver, bending the barrel, rendering it completely useless, and there's a beat where Thomas Jane picks it up, looks at it long way so you can see the bend, and just looks back up at the Russian, like, fucking really? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Tom yeah. and Jerry bit. It's, it's, like, it's, it's great. It's fucking fantastic. I was waiting for the Russian to just take a gun and tie it at a knot. Like in a fucking the comic, he actually grabbed it and just balled it up. Like, in the book, the Russian grabbed the gun and balled it up into a little hunk of metal. And the whole time, uh, Frank is narrating it, and he's like, why can't I just pass out? Because he's awake for the whole beating. At one point, the Russian in the comic baseball bats him through a wall with a toilet. I mean, a whole (laughs) ass toilet. Just rips the toilet out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, which was weirdly enough because you can tell it was a stuntman that did that one. But still, like, you see, yeah, like, Thomas Jane was concussed after that last little <laughs> incident. Was he, like, legit concussed? I, I would have, I would guess. I mean, he was, like, still crawling away, but, like, I was just like, God damn. Made the jo- John made the joke, like, Thomas Jane had, had, had like, ten fucking concussions <laughs> after that fight. Like, yeah. he's just, like, his brain is leaking out of his neck. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to keep remembering that, like Shimmy said, it was not a fight. It was no. just the Russian beating the crap out of, out of the Punisher. For a good solid five, ten minutes until the song ended in the other room. Right. And right as the song ended, he comes crashing through the wall into their room. Yeah. With, with like the three friends, the only three people that live in this fucking rat no. motel. Oh, he has to say, like, hell have no fury, like a pot of boiling fucking water. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the comic, it was actually a very hot pizza. Oh, man. Yeah. And the, like the. Punisher hits him with the pizza and the Russian goes, oh, it is gross and horrible like alien. And then he grabs Mr. Bumpo, Punisher does, and throws him on top of the Russian and then jumps on Mr. Bumpo's back and they smother the Russian to death with a fat man. Oh, see, yeah, after, you know, uh, the Russian turns into the toxic Avenger after the acid splash and they just sort of like, Thomas Jane just is like one last spear, edge spear (laughs) over the railing into the bench and they just tumble down the stairs. I mean, as as much as like... uh Thomas Jane went through in that scene. You can like tell he was done in that one last attempt. We just like threw his fucking ass at the Russian, and I'm just like, well. And then you hear his neck snap on during the tumble down, just like, just it's gross. And there's a great last comedic bit where you know the three friends they they stick their heads out like Scooby Doo. They see Thomas Jane looks like he's dead, and he just like. Like it falls like a tree. It's like moments like that. You're just like, yeah, this really, you know, shouldn't be here for quote unquote a Punisher movie. But it's it's It's, also moments like this that I love. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's fucking fun. Because (laughs) unfortunately, with the Punisher, like with its subject matter, it can be very bleak. Yeah. A lot of times, it's it should be, or else some of the content it would would feel like insulting. But I feel like this keeps a nice, you know, levity to the film because otherwise it might be too bleak, which is why a lot of people don't care for the Punisher because it's so dark. And I feel like I love how just silly it is. That's why there's a lot like the general consensus is when Garth Ennis was doing the Punisher books, he started with the Marvel Knight stuff, which was just the teenage. So, so like every gangster would say, you mother loving psycho. Like no gangster is going to say that. And then it switched to the Marvel Knights imprint. And so many people like the Marvel Knights is the best Punisher because it's dark and angry and mean. And then a lot of people, 
not as many, but uh, those of us with taste are like, no, the Marvel Knights was much better because it was fucking funny. And it's and that's what made it enjoyable. You've got characters like, you know, Mr. Bumpo and Spacker Dave and Joan the Mouse. And at one point, uh, he fights Wolverine and shoots him in the balls with a shotgun, <laughs> rolls him over <laughs> with a, a steamroller to leave him there. And it's great. He, he Spider-Man shows up and the Russian's there because the Russian's not dead. And Man. Punisher hides behind an unconscious Spider-Man while the Russian just keeps throwing punches. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, Ennis is like, he can do brutal, but, like, he's also been really good at funny as well. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I, I read it. I, I watched an interview with Garth Ennis, and he said when he was first going to do that, they were, he was going to make it more silly. Yeah. Uh, I think when Marvel was first pitching the idea, he was going to have more interaction with the other superheroes, and he was kind of be just a, a nuisance. Because unlike superheroes, Punisher just flat-out murders his enemies yeah and so they're just like look dude you can't do that and he's like bam right in front of him like yeah i can and that kind of thing he was like no leaned into the darker and it worked a lot better for him and the the artist steve dylan yes r.i.p r.i.p yeah yeah it was also the same creative team that did preacher i know 100 percent of my favorite comic of all time not huh? listening. That was that was for the benefit of the listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just saying. <laughs> All no. one of them. as you know, Cannon. <laughs> oh, I already know. Yeah, no, I knew you know. No. but yeah. Just... But do they? What if this is the first time they've ever listened to us? Well, yeah, sure. that's yeah, why every, every episode of someone's first. That's why I'm letting the person well, who's still listening know about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case, then I should let them know that, like, surprisingly enough, I was one of the last people that that Steve Dillon tweeted. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's nice. It's weird. Wow. In, in that interview, he was talking about... Uh, I mean, I liked it, but it was still, like, eerie, you know? No, I, I get that, because I told you about my favorite artist, Tom Lyle, right? Yeah. He died not too long ago. He had a, a, an aneurysm, then went into a coma and just fucking dead. Like, four weeks before that, I found him on Facebook, sent him a message, like, man, I fucking love your art. You're the best. You're the reason I started drawing. You're the reason I got into comics. Oh, thanks. Sorry it took so long for me to see this, because I sent it to him, like, six months before. He responded three weeks before he oh, like, nice. went into a coma. Like, oh, sorry it took to see this. I'm, I'm glad uh, I was able to... You know, touch you with my art, and uh, uh, thanks for being a fan. It's like, yay! My hero acknowledged. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, it sucked. So yeah, it. it's very nice that he acknowledged you, though. Yeah, no, yeah, it's very nice. cool. Uh, and, and then we get to uh, Quentin Glass like ripping piercings out of Ben Foster's face. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the Punisher like recouping, you know. Down below, yeah. not being able to help out. He's beat the shit up. Yeah, yeah. but and, and Ben Foster ain't no snitch. He ain't no nope. fucking snitch, no man. Snitch. You want to know why? He's family. Family. Because we're family. So I know I've said this. I got friends. I got there are a family. lot of really fun things like from the book uh, when the two goons show up to interrogate the people looking for Punisher. This the same thing happens. Like this is taken out of the same thing. Spacker Dave is like. They're the one they rip his piercings out to find information. But what happens is they knock on the door and he opens it up and goes, I don't know where the Punisher is. Ah! <laughs> and the two goons just look at each other and force their way in and then they rip out his piercings. <laughs> and it's played completely for a laugh. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. I will say his um, his reaction to getting the piercings uh, pulled out, it. it 
he made it feel like it was really happening. Yeah. Got to get. I mean, Ben Foster, I will say, is a phenomenal actor. Fantastic. He's fucking great. That being said, uh, I don't really think he was shooting for the fences on this one. This is one of his earlier things, too. I don't. Shit. I mean, I was. I know he was like fucking. Uh, I don't fuck it. It doesn't matter. But but then uh, at the same time, I don't know if like disc characters you're really going for pathos. They were playing uh-huh. two characters. Yeah, like they yeah. they made him so much more serious and relatable than in the book. Yeah, the book, he's like he's like the gross lovable loser. Like he's yeah. you know like, oh he's not so bad. Even though he's covered in like pig grease. Yeah, no, he's he's not at all lovable in the book. He's just a gross well, dude who's down on his lot. Well, they kind of framed him to start off with as like the edge lordy gamer because that's how you're introduced to him as him. Yes, he's listening like he is playing online while listening to shitty drowning pool, <laughs> not the good stuff, the <laughs> shitty drowning pool. Because he had only been doing like actual movies. Right, like, he started as a child actor in '96. Yeah, flash forward, right? Uh, uh, counterfeit. Counterfeit, as far as film goes, I remember him from Flash Forward on the Disney Channel. Yeah, that was the first thing I saw him in, at least. Uh, yeah, Flash Forward was that same year. That was TV. Yeah, he was in a movie called Counterfeit with a K. Hmm. That's how you know it's edgy. Shit, <laughs> was Corn no, like, on the soundtrack? Probably. He didn't do very much where he was like a legitimate character <laughs> that had lines and shit. Has anyone here? Has anyone ever seen the movie Hostage starring Ben... Uh, not Ben, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, he was in that. Ben Foster is like the main villain in that. And oh my God, I thought he played a creepy motherfucker in that movie. I have thought he did his job well in that one. Have you seen 310 to Yuma with Christian Bale and Russell Crowe? Oh, 100%. I love yeah, that movie. Yeah, he, Ben Foster was the sidekick. I know. So yeah, he's yeah. a fucking psychopath. It's fucking great. great. And don't, don't get me started on Hell or High Water. Yeah, no, good time. Like, not a, no one saw that movie in theaters when it came out, and that is sad. This poor man was wasted as Angel in X-Men Last Stand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people were wasted in X-Men Last Stand. <laughs> Except Vinny Jones, who was exactly where he needed to be. Yeah, the, the, he uh, had the exact that right. That was his ceiling. <laughs> but, uh, you know. I'm a juggernaut, bitch! At the... <laughs> Uh, also, I mean, for, for what it's worth, I thought Kelsey Grammer was great as Beast. Oh, he was incredible. He was perfect yeah, uh, casting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was Patrick Stewart levels of perfect casting. Yes. He's wasted in the fucking movie. But uh, at this point, you know, uh, the Punisher has recharged his batteries, and he uh, is ready to just Punish. fuck some shit up. Yeah, just, he regrew all his bones. <laughs> regrew all his bones. <laughs> his brain and healed it's like, itself. It, it went from jello back to brain. <laughs> like, like, you can in, hear it just like... In, like in, in D&D in. terms, he took a long rest, and he was yeah. fine. <laughs> took, like, the blade of a paper... Uh, what was it called? A paper cutter? Yeah. Paper? And, well, and like a manual paper cutter where you have like the blade in the one end yeah. and like the box on the yeah. side. You sort of slide it through. He just popped that bitch yeah. off and just that's how he cuts it in somebody's head. That's how he cuts up his business cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like punish you. Call what? Call five 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 punish. And I also thought that when he buried that blade in at least that henchman's uh, uh, skull, he had the butt cut like the part like smack in the middle and like. So the blade knew it was like a perfect like bullseye for where it was going, and uh, <laughs> and then we get to the I guess the epic climax of this film, yeah, where um, all these in retrospect, 
is really anticlimactic because it's only like five minutes. Nah. Well, I I would say like as a whole, it's a little longer. They kind of drag it. I would even say even in the theatrical version, because like there's a couple of bits where the where Frank Castle is writing his last will intent or whatever. Yeah, and he's like narrating it in the movie. And And it's the uh, most extra shit in the world. Yeah. (laughs) It is kind of silly extra. Because, I mean, the climax is is split between Travolta killing his best friend and also his wife. And then we get to the Punisher actually going there and fighting. And that Punisher fight, that's like five minutes. I mean, Punisher just killed everybody. That's just arrow, arrow, boom, shoot, shoot, shoot. Set up for boom. (laughs) Then Howard Saint, Howard Saint, shoot, boom. Yeah, I, I will admit the bit with his uh, his other son. We I don't even know if we've said this. Like <laughs> the Saints had twin boys, and <laughs> one of them died, and the other one's still alive. But his like there's one, his arm is broken and pinned under like a bookshelf. It looks like, and then uh, Frank Castle makes him hold this um, mine personnel mine, yeah. And he's like ties the end of it to uh, like a wire in the rafters, and he's like making him hold it this whole time. And that was a pretty cool bit. It was just like you killed my son, and you hear boom, both of them. (laughs) That was a good line. That was fucking cool. (laughs) I I dug that shit. I'm not gonna lie. But but yeah, like the the ending, it it was it was. I will admit, it was a bit anticlimactic. There was. It was just a bunch. In fact, I remember the bonus features, that explosion scene where that one guy pulled the champagne bottle and the Claymore mine blew up. Yeah. I remember at least seeing it as a whole, like everybody blowing away at once, looked a lot cooler than the edits that they made in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. At least in my opinion. I remember the trailer looking better for that scene. Yeah. Uh, There were two things that I want to bring up. Okay. Because we haven't really talked about John Travolta at fucking all in this episode of Defaulting Development. Because oh, yeah, we were going to get there. He's yeah. barely there. He's not really there He's a lot. Not, there are two line readings that I thought were terrible but fantastic. So Punisher blows up a boat of the money that Travolta launders for the, <laughs> the Puerto yep. Rican mobsters. And he goes, boom, and then he cut to Travolta, and he goes, all of it! And it's just, it's just great. It's just like fucking freaking the fuck out. Uh, and then the second one, the one that I always really, I actually think this one was good because it, it conveys what he's going for. So Punisher has convinced Travolta via his machinations that uh, Quentin Glass and uh, Travolta's wife are having sex, which they're not. Doesn't no, so they he were kills, not. He kills his, but like, why are you killing me? How you killed me, Howard? I stabbed and Jim Bowie stabbed. Oh, why, no. Why are you killing Thunder me, Smalls? <laughs> And so, like, that happened. And then he's yeah. like, and so he goes home, like, ah, hey, look, it's my whore wife. I'm like, oh, shit. So he grabs her, he drives her to a bridge. After smacking around. He smacks her around, drives her, like, oh, these are just whores, you'll fit right in. But he drives her to a bridge, overpass with a train track underneath it. And he <clears throat> he grabs her, and he's like, well, I mean, why are you doing this to me? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Howard. And he goes, I found this in Quentin's bed. It's the earring, one of the earrings that he gave her earlier. He goes, can you explain that? She goes, what? No. And he kisses her and goes, me neither. And throws her off. Yeah. I, I mean, he doesn't <laughs> throw her off the bridge. He yeets her off the and bridge. And what was so good is like, you see her, like, we all like rat. Like, oh, shit, he threw this chick off a bridge. And then John's like, does she get hit by a train deck? And- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, she does. Yep, immediately. 
And I was like, no, ma'am. God. This bitch got flattened. And, and like, I like, part of me was like, man, the chick from Mulholland Drive shouldn't have gotten this death. And then I remember at the very beginning of the movie, she's like, kill them all. I'm like, you know what? I think I, I think I had suitable. Yeah, they very much established that she was just oh, as much evil as my Travolta. God. the third Travolta thing that I loved is when his son shows up after that and is like, uh, Dad, where's Quentin? He's wrapped up in something because he was in a rug. And, yeah. yeah. I said, where's Mom? Oh, she left. What? She took she the train. train. <laughs> that was top-tier shit. That was great. Like, like, that was... Yeah. I know it was bad, but it was also so that fucking good. That was a good, good fun That was fucking fun. So good. Fantastic. Just like some... It, is. The, the most diabolical he sounded in the during the entire fucking movie, in my opinion. And, uh, for, like all the, the the mob bosses that John Travolta's played, I feel like this is probably the close to being like, oh, that's like a a scary. Perform- I mean, not like no, scary. yeah, like I, mean, I feel like it, that's a solid performance he put in. Yeah, like like I said earlier, like I thought when he killed the dude that was watching uh, his, the first son that got killed, yeah, the bodyguard that was supposed to be watching. Yeah, like man. I actually thought that was some good shit. It was like, oh well. Well, I mean, yeah. you fuck up. He is going to take you out. That was legit menace. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't think he did bad. I thought this, some of the shit got a little, you know. A little, little, little wacky. But yeah. like, compared to this to the fucking swordfish. Yeah. Mm, I mean, it's pretty much night and day. The biggest yeah. issue is that you've got a mob boss who has a bunch of underlings, and that's who does most of the fighting and killing and dying. So. Yeah. There's just not a lot of Travolta, and then you don't yeah. have the showdown until the very end of the movie between two characters who have never once interacted. And plus, John Travolta's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm your physical what? equal, Thomas Jane. Let's throw oh, down. Yeah. Like, but no, I, that's not going to happen. I, I got to say, like, oh, God, I do not remember this scene being this fucking bad. But when when Travolta was stabbing his best friend <laughs> for, you know, not fucking his wife. Yeah. And... And you killed me. You can't. That was the Neil Breen that shit. Bad. That was some Neil, Neil Breen level bullshit. Like, like you committed suicide. When Travolta <laughs> slashes and hits his arm, and goes, "What? What? what? I mean, that was I. Now, now that was even. I would even say that was a bit better than just like you killing me. You know, it, Why are you killing me? It's better. Why are you killing me? Came after. Why are you killing me? You killing me? Don't do the stab. Don't do this stab. Oh, God, don't do it. It's like, you are the reason why I remember the Titans. Why are you being (laughs) ass right now? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, oh, God. And, uh, (laughs) and then, uh, the, the death to end all deaths when, um, uh, the Punisher sends John Travolta through a car lot that is exploding left and right after he has revealed that, hey, guess what? I made you kill your wife and your best friend for no fucking reason. <laughs> and um, and just fire bombs left and right. The Punisher has placed all these bombs. Uh, and there's a montage where you see him doing it beforehand. Those just come out of like, oh, just yeah. exploding for no goddamn reason. But the best part is just like after you just see John Travolta completely engulfed in flames, it's like this overhead shot and like all the explosions have made a Punisher skull <laughs> logo. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> they showed the thing. They showed uh, the thing. And we need a movie. Okay. We need an instance where every single. And then the punisher's like, "Goodbye, I'm going to shoot myself." I have one more, <laughs> I have one more <laughs> ad about that scene. Okay. Uh, 
everything's blowing up around him. Yeah. He's just being drugged through it. Nothing's touched him so far. And then he pushes the little trigger for the mine that's on the car that's moving. Yeah. It's right directly in front of him. You see that explode and fire, but you see his body. And I was just like, haven't we learned anything? You know, put the put the bomb on him. He could easily get away. And I was about through that thought process when one of the pieces of car leaves yeah. squarely on Travolta. Yeah, I was about to say, he was... So he had been shot through the heart yeah. at that point. He's already he shot. shot. He was already dead. limping. Yeah. His well, foot was, was tied alive, to the though. car. He shot the fucking Punisher. Yeah, but he wasn't going anywhere. Times. He's still alive. Well, well, the Punisher's built different, well, Frank. Built different. Built different. Yeah, the Punisher can break an egg with his arm. We should probably... Um, we only got a little bit of time left before we have to either stop or commercial again. So uh, now that we're at the end, we should probably scooch on over to just a little bit of dirty laundry. Okay. Um, uh, Frank wants to kill himself, but then he sees like uh, visions of his wife and she's like, no, I'm here chilling in heaven. I'm cool. And then he's like, no, I'm not going to kill myself. And then he's like, I'm going to be the Punisher. Yeah, and now we're at Dirty Laundry. That, that <laughs> yeah, that, like, that could have been so much quicker than the five minutes it took for all of that. It, it, give, it gives the weird friend some money. They may move to a slightly gross, less I, gross hotel. I will say, him seeing his like wife in... Uh, it, was, it was a little weird. It was like shots that you know weren't like earlier in the film. She was like wearing stuff you haven't seen her wear in the film. Mm-hmm. It was... And it was... That, yeah, it is a little weird to me, yeah. but you know, it, it saved uh, Thomas Jane from ending his his Punisher career, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and now we are on to the fan made short mm-hmm. 2012. And by fan made, the biggest short. Punisher fan, Thomas Jane himself. Yeah, like did did he like bankroll this? Uh, no, I think it was a. Uh, like a joint effort, because yeah. I watched it when it originally came out. Yeah. I just didn't know like it was how for a it happened. Really, so it was a fan, yeah, it was a fan made film, and and like he he's friends with Perlman, so he got Perlman to be in it. Well, I know who paid uh, for the film. It was fucking Jack Daniels whiskey. <laughs> yeah, which uh, you know what that brings me to some fucking continuity errors in this fucking short. That I'm going to fucking chat it. So, are we going around uh, round robin rating this shit? Yeah, or? we may as well do it just you know, quick. All right, let's just do it real quick. Like, Shimmy, you start. We'll go this way. Uh, I really liked it, and I thought a second Punisher movie with Thomas Jane in this style would have been a lot better than the shit we got. Four stars. Okay. Uh, it was all right. Don't really have a lot to say about it. It's Punisher killing dudes with a Jack Daniels bottle. I'd say probably two. And doing laundry. In doing laundry, two, two and a half. Uh, of, uh, as uh, a uh, passion project for Thomas Jane, like really loving the character, I do appreciate it. Um, I will give it a definite A for effort and give it a uh, three stars, even though we all know the Punisher drank wild turkey and he hates the New York Yankees. Yeah, he was wearing a shitty knockoff New York Yankees hat, even though he said it in the fucking movie. He doesn't. He hates hey, it when okay. they win. Well, the Jack Daniels thing, he didn't drink it. He used it as a weapon. This is true, and I do. So I will admit the Jack Daniels bottle would be a better weapon than and a maybe wild the turkey Yankees bottle. was him trying to hide and play. I was about to say like he's just like, hey, I got, I got to pretend like I'm not who I am. <laughs> like I thought, yeah. Right. Even though he's wa- washing Punisher shirts in the fucking laundromat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fuck it, three and a half. Fuck it, three and a half. I'm giving it three and a half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 
you know, it's a, it's a fun. I remember when it came out like 10 years ago, thinking it was the most badass shit ever. And then True. 10 years later, I thought like, you know what? There's probably some stuff in here that I feel a little queasy about now. Yeah. Um, considering like all the bad guys are like black people and it's just like, it's very like downturn part of town. But, um, it's still, it's kind of like the Punisher is ignoring crimes and then he starts committing crimes. Um, not, a, not a bad little short. I give it three stars. Huh? Uh, like Pat said, him ignoring the crime is the only part that really got me in this. Besides that, I thought it was very well done. Uh, and I agree with Shimmy. Uh, pun- uh, second Punisher movie in this style, as opposed to the back and forth slapstick serious stuff. Would have been very successful, I think. I mean, with a bigger budget in this yeah. style, it would have been hell, yeah, miles ahead. Yeah, I'd give mm-hmm. three and a half. Not, not uh, downgrading a slapstick because I mean, as it much not. as I da- as much as I didn't notice it as uh, back in the day, I, I still kind of appreciate I mean, at least some of it. Instead of the Ray Stevenson movie. Oh, because no. I, I love the Thomas Jane I, slapstick. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. I want there be there, there be like a slapstick Punisher movie. Like you just, you, that's how you do. Uh, Archie meets the Punisher. I want the Benny Hill theme playing through the entire Punisher movie. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. Because I'm pretty sure I've said it on this show. I do not like Punisher Warzone at it's all. It's not good. Like, and it's not because of Ray Stevenson at all. No, like, he's great. Yeah. He, if he was in a better movie, that would have probably worked out. <laughs> yeah. but, I like the idea of it, especially after watching a documentary on YouTube about it, mm-hmm. where the director was talking about what her vision was for it. She was trying to translate a comic book directly from comic book to the film yeah. and all the complaints she was getting from the uh, uh, production company about the violence and stuff she's like uh, that's not me that is the source tag that is the source material that i'm drawing from it's nothing that i'm doing and they were like you need to stop being so violent i, I toned yeah. this down already but you know except for the whole I gotta give this up because I accidentally mm. shot a cop bullshit. Yeah, no, that's yeah. as dumb as Val Kilmer giving up being Batman because he met Nicole Kidman. That exactly. shit didn't happen. Yeah. I, I will say, a part of me wishes if I didn't have a full time job, uh, I wish I could have squeezed in the uh, Punisher video game that was also voiced by Thomas Jane. That's a great game. Yeah, I love that game. I'm pretty I, sure it's I in the box. It. Of it is. Xbox game yeah, I started playing it a few months ago. It's a actually, good time. yeah, like I wish there was a way that we could figure out how to like stream that shit on the channel or something because I would definitely Twitch. do a playthrough yeah, of that. We just make our we'll own Twitch. Figure out how to play I mean, I know that, games. But, but it's like through a an OG like Xbox do we have the right like cords to make that shit that's what I'm saying that is a topic for another day exactly talk to our friend Ellie yeah who has bought our merchandise on tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun who's also a very good streamer go check her out on songbird e108 on twitch well, hell, uh, shit. <laughs> I guess that being said, I guess we have chewed all the meat off this bone. What do yeah, y'all dirty think? Dirty laundry is pretty standard of, oh, hey, Ron Perlman. Oh, Frank just killed those people. And that dude's on fire. Hey, he was the Punisher all along. I mean, it was yeah. 12 minutes. But also, I can't wait for, like, the little kid to be the Punisher. <laughs> like, Punisher Jr. Or, like, I, I, I made a shirt. I made myself laugh. It's, a, it's just like it's just like a grosser version of Punisher Dirty Laundry. It's just like, Punisher, I done shit my drawers. <laughs> But anyway, Fatty's fart too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Well, like um, trigger. Like, but as a as a, a John Travolta movie, how are we feeling? I mean, as a Travolta movie, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> he's 
honestly probably the the weakest and least important part of the movie. Like imagine, and you know what? I just had a fucking brain fart. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't John Travolta's wife in this movie in X Men Three: The Last Hand? Uh, Isn't she the doctor that gets killed by Porcupine Man or whatever his name was? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. I'm going to need a fact check on this. Fact checking. (laughs) Also, while we're fact checking on that, we do have a cage connection for this film. Uh Because the the, the director, Jonathan Hensley, was the writer for Nicholas Cage's 2007 vehicle, Next. And he's also the producer for Con Air and Gone in 60 Seconds. (coughs) Ooh. Nice. Crossover. Right. Uh, no, she was not in uh, an X Men movie, as far as I can tell. But she was, and Canon, you're gonna love this, in the Shield. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. I remember. Oh my God! <laughs> Yay! Welcome to the segment I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> Actors that have been in the Shield. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Shimmy. It never left. I just forgot. Cannon <laughs> remembers a bit player from an episode of the week of the Shield. That show that we will never fucking finish. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're we're close. We're over. I mean, we, we yeah, we are way in balls deep in that one. <laughs> just like we're balls deep in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Probably need to wrap it up there, Ken. Yeah, no, yeah. we're at two hours now, and it's almost yeah. one one o'clock in the morning I'm on a weekday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure I got to be up before any of y'all. I'm going to be extra postal. I got to be up at 745. Any, uh, six, fuck you. Uh, anyway, I am that cannon guy. I was comparing. Everybody just put their early dicks on the table. We'll measure them later. Anyway, uh, since I'm not even going to try to plug all the other shit, I'm going to leave that to Shimmy when he gets here. I have been that cannon guy. This has been Travolting Development. You can follow me at that cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And the Punisher hates the New York Yankees. (laughs) Uh, This has been Patrick. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name or on Facebook at John Lost His Name. Mario, if you're listening to the week, it comes out on AYCH. We release episode 236 on Monday, November the 1st, where it's my four-year anniversary of joining the AYCH team, where me, John, and Colt just have a good time chatting, talking, shooting shit. And then on Tuesday, November 2nd, it's more Pat, where Tanner interviews me on his show, uh, The Late Takes. That's way too much Pat. I don't like Oh, sorry. It's Pat Week, (laughs) goddammit. It It may be Canon Month, but it's Pat Week. Um, my name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-I-B-O-I-24 and John Owens on 12 on Letterboxd. Uh, I'm Captain Chimmy, and I'm too tired to do the plugs. Buy our merch. Follow the link tree. You know what to do. I'm Frank, and I'm fading fast because I'm still kind of recovering from the Halloween party a couple of days ago. <laughs> Thanks to uh, the both of you that are still here uh, checking out our shit. Uh, we'll see you next time for some John Leguizamo shenanigans. Good fucking night. And don't let anyone travolt your development. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a Travolting development, his movies are kinda shit, 15 years without a hit, hey! It's John Travolta!